It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. When you found out that the FBI had located even more classified materials in Wilmington, which four-letter word did you use? (laughs) Oh my goodness, Peter. Here's what she's saying. Oh, Peter, I'm going to kill you. (laughs) How good is that? I'm going to jump you in the parking lot, and I'm going to choke you out. (laughs) Deucey, man, he's just doubling. He's tripling down. He's just... It's a victory lap at this point for him. He's loving it. Yes, he is feeling his oats. He is enjoying every moment. He knows. You're right. It's it's just it's a victory lap type of scenario where he can just come out there and like, yeah, I got no worries. I know I'm in the right here, so I'm just going to have fun. Uh, what letter word did you use? Dina, I got to tell you, I thought we were going to take a break from the document talk today until I heard that. I thought we were just giving a rest today. Nothing's really going on, really. But then Peter Ducey just just beats her about the head with this question in the White House press room. I, I, you can't help it. You have to. I mean, it even made some of the other you know reporters laugh when he asked that. I oh, mean, yeah. Just oh, the so nervous good. chuckling. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. But then the floodgates are open. Listen to this. This is what else she had to face. Here's a mainstream media reporter. Th- these are all the questions. I don't know if this came before or after Ducey's question, but it still happened. And yet we continue to learn about more documents being found and discovered at his home, including now some that go back decades to his time in the Senate. So why should the American people believe that this president takes classified material seriously and the handling of it? Completely fair question. Sure. It just is. And now she's facing that left and right about this. And they're calling her out now. And the first part of that question, by the way, it was way too long. She said, you've said number a number of times this investigation was over. It is clearly not. That's, I mean, that's what it comes down to. Oh, yeah. And that's, you know, she's either lying, Karine Jean-Pierre, that is. Right. You know, she's being told to lie or she's being told, yeah, it's over. They're not going to find anything. Maybe she's in the dark. I mean, I don't know. I, I I hate to give her the benefit of the doubt. I know. It's tough. But maybe she is. Maybe they just tell her what, you know, they think she needs to know. Could be. And then they leave her in the dark. And then when there's more found, she uses a four-letter word because she thought that it was over. But you know what? This is why it's tough to feel sorry for her, though. Listen to her response at the end part of that question. You know, hey, well, you know, just shrugs her shoulders. Yeah, it is what it is. Business as usual. Um, And look, I think as it relates to the American people and the president standing with the American people, uh, it is going to be uh, up to them to decide uh, how they see uh, this president. Yeah, yeah, no problem. My resume's going out. I'm on Indeed. I'll have a new <laughs> job soon. I'll have a I'll have a job at CNN. You guys figure it out. It did sound like that. Yeah, didn't yeah it? you know, that's <laughs> your problem, not mine. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, she said it. In the end, the American people are going to decide how they want to look at it. So right. I mean, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm out of here in like a, you know another six months anyway, and I'll be at CNN or MSNBC. So you you guys decide. I'm done. <laughs> I, it'll never happen, especially not with her. But I would love just one of these former press secretaries because they don't last long. They all write books. I would love one of them to just come out with a book called I Was Full of Crap. <laughs> my, my time in the White House press room. Why not? Just go totally honest. You would sell a million books. I was going to say, I bet you would do really well. You'd never work in the media again, no, but come on. That's that, right. that would be so refreshing. Yes. And just outline like 15 of your top lies that you had to do for your job. You could have a great YouTube channel, make oh. a lot of money off of that. You'd be all set. And here was the day that I lied about the documents. <laughs> Part 8. Part eight. <laughs> so this actually is a development with this whole thing. This um, You kind of expected it. It took a while for them to get their ducks in a row. But GOP House members, now they're demanding information about the visitors to the private residence. I think they're barking up mm. the wrong tree. They're not going to win this one. They can. The defense from the Bidens here is always, well, that's a house. 
Yeah. We don't have logs. And they're right. Even though they were running the campaign out of that house. That's right. Uh, The House Oversight Committee sent a letter to the Secret Service requesting visitor information, which I don't really think exists. No one was writing that down. Lawmakers are seeking the information as part of the GOP's investigation into classified documents found at the Delaware home. Uh, A lot of this stuff is coming from committee chairman James Comer. He's the guy Mm. that's heading this up. I guess they have to officially request that stuff. They're not going to get it. No. I don't think. I think you're right, though. I think it's just so they can say they went through the proper steps. Yeah. You know, they they requested this, they requested that, they denied our request, and now we can move on to the next step. Right. Because, yeah, they're not going to get anything. Like I said, there's, there's no ledger, there's no... You know, the type of uh, list that was kept to say this person came in and, you know, Hunter Biden's Ukraine associate, China associate, crack dealer, you know, they all came in here and uh, that's just how it was. Yeah, I don't think it's happening, but they kind of have to do that, though. Like I said, they kind of have to make that formal request. They're not going to say, oh, OK, well, here's everybody who was there. Well, <clears throat> we know that that Hunter Biden was there for sure. No, well, you're not kidding. Have you seen, by the way, this popped up over the weekend, all the pictures of her in the him in that Corvette with the young chicks. Yeah. Yeah. With like friends and stuff, you know. Just driving around Joe's Corvette, Man. which was parked right next to classified documents. It's okay. It's totally secure because it was near with my Corvette. Yeah, no big deal. Okay. Right. <laughs> it's, it really is something, though. I know we try not to harp on it too much when there wasn't any more breaking news, but when it's, the conversation comes back up, you can't help but to just marvel at what is actually happening before our eyes. It's, it's incredible. It is. It's amazing. It's an amazing development. All right, enough of that. Let's get to uh, what's been our theme of the day. We have some wild, wild kingdom stories. It's the wild kingdom. First of all, I think I think Dina is seeking that out right now to put it on the morning show blog yes. online and on the app for the uh, iguana that fell on the guy's head in Miami when he was doing turkey uh, yoga. Currently in in the works, thirty yes. pound iguana fell on this guy's head. Oh, man, and now you have this for this one. It's not in Florida. We got to go out to Minnesota for this one. We've had stories similar to this before. Remember, Jen had this story last year about a wild turkey terrorizing, I think it was a trailer park somewhere. Yeah, these turkeys can be vicious. I remember that one. And again, I think it was also in the Midwest somewhere. I don't know. Well, this wild turkey in Minnesota has become famous over the last few years. I don't know whether it's, I don't think it's the same one, but here's my question. This, yes. thing, this thing is still living? I'm, I'm wink, right. wink, nod, nod. <laughs> no, no one had a little uh, Thanksgiving feast in January? Exactly. Uh. It's terrorizing a mobile home community. Oh, no. Here's some of the uh, Reggie the Turkey's victims. They've named him. His name is Reggie? Reggie. Here's uh, Rachel and Emily talking about dealing with this animal. Some of this stuff is absolutely classic, though. And here's the question you should be asking yourself. How long would you put up with this Uh, before Reggie the Turkey was on somebody's dinner plate or buried somewhere? (laughs) I guess I have to hear. Goes up my stairs and tries to get in my house. When I leave in the car, follows me in my car. It gets on the back of my husband's truck and follows me. It rode to Chipotle with me one time. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, maybe Reggie the Turkey just wanted a burrito bowl. Chipotle. (laughs) Reggie the Turkey's like, let me get some of that barbacoa in there. Oh, hey, uh, you got any guac? (laughs) What? uh, Let's see what else he does. I have to carry my broom and my water bottle and my golf club with me everywhere I go. Like, we can't have people over. We can't have a barbecue. The kids that walk to the bus stop every morning, I have to come out and help them. But now they're smart and they carry sticks. <laughs> okay. Uh, this uh, we're, we've reached the point in the story. I'm going to have to start blaming the residents. You're this this you've you're this close to the thing. You've seen it enough that you named it. Yes. And you haven't taken care of this and taken the thing out. 
Someone's got to take care of Reggie. I'm I mean, just saying. After the Chipotle incident where yeah. he drove, he wanted to go to Chipotle with you. I, I broke down at the end there. I'm sorry. I mean, just here. Now they now they just have to carry sticks. <laughs> <laughs> These kids, they're walking to school being terrorized by a turkey. Ah! They're looking over their shoulder. You might see Reggie. Where's, <laughs> where's Reggie? Here he comes. Get the sticks. These poor kids who grew up in this neighborhood are going to be talking about oh. Reggie the terror turkey their whole oh lives. Oh, my gosh. This is what they should be carrying. <laughs> uh, you know. Wink, wink, nod, nod. I think you should take care of Reggie the turkey. Oh, my gosh. <clears throat> wow. A little uh, buckshot in there. You're not kidding. <laughs> All right, we get some more headlines uh, coming up next, as well as this. Uh-oh. Now it starts. They're cracking down on Netflix password sharing. The day has come. It's the day of reckoning. Now, now we're finding out how they're doing it, though. We'll get that, the details on that coming up next. The East Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Thank you, Jennifer. I don't know, this, I guess I should have listened to her closer yesterday. The uh, little cold front took me by surprise last night walking the dog. All of a sudden I was like, oh, this is different. Yeah, the cool breeze was coming back in. We're going to be back in the 50s this weekend, Bill. Watch out. Love it. Yeah. Like, little, a uh, little cloudier today, like she said. Highs low 70s, so check that out. And don't forget about this. It's Powerball Jackpot time. It's time to play America's favorite jackpot game this is Powerball. If you didn't play, like Dina and me, you didn't lose. Yeah, baby. Nobody else won either. So 526, 526 million bucks from tomorrow night. Check it out. <laughs> I'm just going to let it ride. Absolutely. Why not? All right, we've heard about this now, honest to God, for like over a year, and now it's finally happening. They're cracking down on you. A uh, Netflix uh, password sharing crackdown is happening, and now some details are coming out about exactly how they're doing it. They're putting limitations on accounts sharing over the next few months, and it starts, like, basically this week. Hmm. Uh, The change is going to limit an account to users within one household Hmm. instead of being shared with multiple external users, like I do. Hmm. Yeah, well. Sharing outside the home can still be done, but it's going to require an extra fee, of course. It's a moneymaker. You can still be able to use their account while traveling in order to view shows, both TVs and mobile devices. That's not going to change. company says the changes are expected... At the end of the first quarter, but uh, insiders from, uh, here's one, Variety Magazine say that it's going to start like this week, so careful. Really? They're coming after you. So all of a sudden you're going to see that charge go up a little bit? And... Yep. No. Well, I'll say this, though. They gave us plenty of warning. Yeah, I mean, gosh, they've been talking about this for at least a year. Plenty of time. And I get it. I thought I they mean, were going to do this by now. It's fair. I mean, honestly, I'm surprised it took them this long. Well, yeah, I mean, that's those, actually true. They're losing a lot of money, so it's. I guess I can't complain too much, even though, I mean, I share my account too. I everybody know. does it. I think everybody does. And, well, here's the thing, though. I got to tell you, Netflix kind of, sort of, you know, underhandedly encouraged this back in the day to promote Netflix. True, they did. You know, it's almost yeah, it's like giving people free trials. Yes, you know, exactly right. So here's a reporter from Variety Magazine with some of the details. We need to make sure we are bringing in as much profit as we can. So even though they had embraced password sharing for quite some time, they finally reached a point where they said, we have to pass on this extra cost to consumers. We can't stomach that anymore. Whenever this happens, though, there's so Netflix is so huge. I always kind of look at it this way. They're not going to catch all of us. <laughs> it's like the IRS. I know. <laughs> what do they want gonna, with me? Yeah, someone's going to fall through the cracks. Yeah. Maybe it's going to be me. Yeah, you know, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. You can hope. Uh, well, I don't know. Just just be careful. Just saying. You know, and this is like words of advice to ourselves as much as you guys. So yeah. just be careful with it. Here's another consumer issue that's happening today. I'm actually kind of shocked that 
it made it to the actual capital. But when you think about the consumer base that's affected by this, maybe we shouldn't be shocked. There's a hearing today in the Senate about Ticketmaster's pricing and policies. And this is all after the, the Taylor Swift ticket meltdown that happened right before the end of the year. This is actually, this is amazing. I don't know if anything's going to come from it, though. I was going to say, I mean, it really is a big deal because it's it, so, is. it affects everybody. I mean, sure we've it all does. gone through convenience charges and fees and taxes. I mean, uh, taxes obviously aren't going to change, but when it comes to, you know, just they have the, the monopoly, Ticketmaster. And then the thing that kind of pushed it over the edge was were the Swifties, the Taylor oh, Swift army. Don't mess with them. Oh, boy. When they got screwed out of their Taylor Swift concert That's tickets. That's what it was. That was it. I mean, it was a major, major mess up by Ticketmaster. And that was, people realized we have nowhere else to go. Right. I mean, they have a handle on all this stuff. And then they charge us up the wazoo for mm-hmm. everything. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, Washington does something about this. Well, I don't know what they can do. I mean, maybe regulate it more, you know, maybe regulate the fees. I don't know. It's not like they can create a company to compete against Ticketmaster. It's not like breaking up Ma Bell back in the 80s or whatever that was. You know what I mean? Where they had to, you know, that was a true monopoly. But they'll give it some lip service. It, but what shocks me is, though, so this thing happened the end of last year, right? A couple of months ago. Two months ago at the, at the, at the max. That huge debacle of Ticketmaster's handling of Taylor Swift concert tickets. Oh, yes. Here's what left the fans frustrated. Tens of thousands of them, by the way. They were verified during the pre-sale. Hey, you're in. You got tickets. Just right. Go and they never got any tickets whatsoever. Trust. I mean, it's, it's frustrating. But, you mean, but the scalpers figured out the algorithm yes. that they did just fine. Exactly. That is also the really frustrating part. Right. I mean, you, mean, you, know, you may not care about Taylor Swift. Personally, I wasn't in there trying to get tickets, but... It still affects everybody because this goes for anything that happens on Ticketmaster when you try to buy tickets to any event. Let's face it. Unless you're dealing with a specific theater like something at the Kravis Center or right. you know, something in Miami. If it's a sporting event, major concert, it's coming through Live Nation and Ticketmaster and you're kind of like, you're, you're at their mercy. Pretty I hate much. to say it. So this thing made it to the Senate Judiciary Committee. It's happening today. And not only that, outside to show their support and to say, listen, yes. We support the Swifties, the Taylor Swift Nation. They've got support from another army. It's very, very big. The Free Britney America Group. Oh, my. Thousands, thousands of Britney fans, Britney Spears, are holding a protest against Ticketmaster outside the Capitol to show their support. Whoa. This this is a major alliance. This is major. (laughs) I'm not sure the world is ready for the Britney Spears army and and the Taylor Swift army to align themselves and take on Ticketmaster. This is good luck, Ticketmaster. <laughs> this is bigger than when the AFL and NFL merged. This may be bigger than when the Allies formed yes. to fight the Nazis. That's right. And this the Axis of Power. <laughs> it's a massive, massive development. These are the new Allied powers. It is. The Britney Army and the, and the Taylor Swift Army. I wouldn't want to mess with them. It's huge. But it is. I mean, it's a big consumer issue, though. So it really does affect everybody. Oh, for if sure. you go to any events anywhere, this does affect you. What are they going to come from? If Ticketmaster does the right thing and say, okay, listen, we're going to like open this up to more, maybe even more competition. I don't know. I am curious to see what comes from it. I don't, I don't know what they can do is the problem. Mm, but Not a lot. Hopefully they can improve this somehow, improve the system. Come on. I hope so. All right, another uh, fluffy kind of news. Yes. You know what happens today? The National Baseball Hall of Fame is announcing the 2023 class. Oh, really? 
Ready for these names? Mark McGuire. Baseball fans? Barry Bonds. <laughs> Pete Rose. Roger Clemens. She put all three of four of them into Pete one year. Rose. Oh, no. Okay, here we are. Yes. Scott Rowland. Scott Rowland. Philly's great. Yes, yes, yes. I do remember him. Todd Helton. Wow, Todd Helton. The Rockies. Billy Wagner. Billy Wagner. I'll have the best chance to get into Cooperstown after receiving at least... Uh, what did they get? 50% of the vote last year from these old curmudgeon sports writers? The That's worst. something that needs a Senate subcommittee. Yeah, here. you're not kidding. Stop giving it to old, decrepit, 95-year-old uh, sport, uh, baseball writers to decide who gets in the Hall of Fame. Who hold grudges over a guy because of one nasty interview they yes. did 45 years ago. That actually happens, and they admit it. Yes. <laughs> that, that needs to stop. It does. It's not the way to get these guys into the Hall of Fame. You know what's scary, though? Like some of the names we just announced. These were guys that were playing like a couple of years ago, it seems. I watched them. <laughs> I feel really old when I start to hear a sports say. And then you want to feel really old? Start watching some NHL games. and you got players starting where they're like, well, I'm the 17-year-old from Saskatchewan. Oh, no. Oh, God, what? <laughs> Born in like 2005. <laughs> I know. It's really disturbing. It's like when I watch football games now and I hear, you know, these these. Guys who are playing in the NFL, not college football, no, but in the NFL, and I'm like, I watched their dad play. Like it's happening, like a couple of years ago. Yes, I know. Different times, Diener. Man, different times. Speaking of old, I'm just one percent less convinced that Tom Brady's coming back now. He has officially turned into grumpy old man. You see, he got very grumpy yesterday. He yelled at Jim Gray in his own podcast. <laughs> Poor defenseless little Jim Gray. Tom, uh, I see that you're <laughs> sensitive about the topic. <laughs> He really was mad, I think, though. Hey, he got a little testy. All right, we got that. And uh, what is happening with this whole Russia thing with the FBI? Turns out it was them. Oh, what a, what a surprise. What a shock. And Trump's reaction is classic. Yeah, that and is. more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. And yet we continue to learn about more documents being found and discovered at his home, including now some that go back decades to his time in the Senate. So why should the American people believe that this president takes classified material seriously? We're not going sp- to spend too much time on the document thing with Biden too much today. I, I, in fact, Diener, I thought we weren't going to spend any at all, but it was just too too interesting in the White House press room to ignore yesterday. But just to give you the details, uh, House Republicans now want answers. They want to see exactly what's happening. How many people? Where was, was a visitor log to the Delaware home? They're not going to get that. And then Peter Ducey just dropping this on Corinne Jean. When you found out that the FBI had located even more classified materials in Wilmington, which four-letter word did you use? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, Peter. Oh man, I love that at the end. Oh my goodness, Peter. <laughs> I hate you so much. I, I thought she was going to say, "You want to?" I'll say the four-letter word to you right now because that's that's, that's what you're bringing me. See, see me in my office, Peter. Yeah, exactly. Well, the storyline here is is that even in the first reporter question, there that's mainstream media. Just you expect that from Ducey. But mainstream media just hammering her. Everybody, nobody buys the story that they're they're selling with this. And if there's another document find that may happen this week, as has yeah. been the speculation, yeah, mm, I don't know. <laughs> I, if I was her, I would just be like, you know, I'm done, guys. Right. I mean, it's that's hard, man. Again, I don't feel bad for her. You can't. I I don't. You know, she's one of them in that in that regards when it comes to the elites and you know I'm better than you and we know everything better you know just the usual Washington DC hypocrite you know that's, that's all it is so that's she's she's in the same boat but man they really are kind of leaving her out to dry aren't they of course 
course they are. Yeah, that's that's what happens. But that's also your job. That's why who I don't know how much she makes. I have no idea what that position pays. Yeah, but it's really. a lot. They don't last long, but that's your job. A little worse at it than other people have been, well, but you know, that's what it is. That's how it goes. Peter Ducey's feeling it though, isn't he? Oh my god. <laughs> he's just taking It's like, almost like too much. Oh. He is he's really, just doing victory laps. Oh yeah, he is. He's having fun. He's he would he wants them to kick him out <laughs> of that room and to get him out of it. I don't think that was the first question. They don't give him first question, do they? I don't think they give him I, that. I doubt it. It's so funny though when he when he, it's like you know when Deucey gets to ask his question. Yeah. Something's about to go down. <laughs> it's like every time Karine Jean-Pierre calls on him, you can almost see just the anticipation in her face, the dread, like, oh, no, what is he going to say this time? Wow. And he, he had everybody shocked. I thought it was fake. I thought it was it was a skit when I saw that yesterday. I did, too, because I, I, I don't know how it popped up, and I just saw the transcript of it. Like yeah. the, the, Somebody wrote out what the question was, and I said, this can't be real. What four-letter word did you use? Well, I have a feeling she's going to be saying more of those because... They're not done finding these classified documents, not by a long shot. Yeah, I think you're right on that. Well, here's the other big development on the swamp yesterday before we get into some uh, into some fun stuff. Well, and this again, remarkable, because now all of a sudden these stories, when they never were before, now they're coming from mainstream media, and it's kind of shocking. So this is coming from none other than, you hear him here in the ABC News reports here on the station, Aaron Katursky, ABC News. Oh, sure. Uh, ABC broke the story. A, an FBI official arrested over his ties with a Russian oligarch. His name is Charles McGonagall. Why is that fascinating? He was one of the main FBI officials going after Trump for Russia. Just incredible. Oh, he was in charge of counterintelligence for FBI New York. Oh, my gosh. No, no big deal, right? Just in charge of counterintelligence for New York. The okay. allegation is he tried to get... Oleg, whatever his name is, the Russian oligarch, removed from the U.S. sanctions list and was paid money to do it. Wow. Why are all the Russian oligarchs named Oleg, by the way? Oleg. Is that a thing? Oleg Deripuska. <laughs> uh, McGonagall was arrested at JFK Airport. Put him in handcuffs at the airport. Wow. After he flew in from overseas travel, charged with sanctions violations, he uh, supervised and participated in investigating Russia oligarchs, including this guy, and was one of the main ones going after Trump. So, can you guess who might have had a reaction to this? What did Trump truth? <laughs> Here he comes. Like immediately. Oh, yeah. The FBI guy after me for the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. Long before my election as president. Was just arrested for taking money from Russia, Russia, Russia. And here's the beauty. Here's the capper at the end of it. May he rot in hell. Oh, man. <laughs> He was on a victory dance. Oh, wow. No remorse there from no. the old Trumpster. No. I can't say I blame him. I mean, they did everything to ruin his life. Sure they did. And it was all a lie. Amounting to two impeachment hearings. Yeah. That, that turned into nothing. I like mean, you had said before, the last time this came up about an hour ago, Diener, but it was effective. You know how many people still believe that that was a real thing? They still, you have your psychopaths like Rob Reiner out there who still go around <laughs> saying, Trump is doing this for Putin. He's a Russian puppet. None of it was true. My favorite of all time still was Agent of Russia. Yes. <laughs> Always love that. <laughs> Trump said so-and-so. Is it because Russia wanted him right. to do it? <laughs> Jeez, Turns man. out it was them this whole time. Of course, of course. I mean, that's what they always do. They project onto others what they're actually doing. Amazing. Anyway, I, you know, I don't know. I don't know how. Maybe it's impossible. Maybe you can't clean up 
that was another thing that turned out to be real. The deep state. Because it's at the top, not the great field agents of the FBI that do the day-to-day work that are fantastic people. Just at the top, this corruption that exists. How do you clean it up? Because you would have to turn the FBI against itself, and how are you going to do it? I don't know, man. That that gets really messy. I mean, it's so deep. This isn't like it's something that, you know, has has been progressing over the past five years. This corruption, this this deep state mentality goes back 60 years. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's... It's a, it's a part of the system. Wow. I don't know how you clean it up. Amazing story, though. Well, it this is. was here was another example of something I saw written out, like the, the quote, what it was. And I saw that, and he said, ah, he must have been pretty funny when he said that, like a, a sarcastic kind of way. No, this is a real example, the audio to prove it, of angry old man Tom Brady. Yeah. He's angry. He's, uh, he's a little frustrated, and it's only been, what, what, three days since they got eliminated from the playoffs? Oh, no, it was last week. It was last week. Uh, I am, I'm still convinced he's coming back next year, but now I'm like just 1% less convinced. Okay. That's, a, that's about where I stand now. So he has done a podcast. It started with just a regular interview back in the day. He has talked to Jim Gray on a weekly basis for 20, might be 21 years now. Couldn't be friendlier with the line of questioning. It's not like an attack question thing. You know what I mean? This yeah. is like, you don't want to talk about softballs. Jim Gray is like his biographer. Pretty much. Yeah. Where do you hear how Brady just kind of like, you know, ruffled at the idea of this question again? Because he's already tired of hearing it. Here you go. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to do, I'd have already done it. Okay, I'm taking it a day at a time. Oh, I've heard enough and seen enough Brady interviews and seen him in person to know he's not kidding. He's mad. He's, He's tired of hearing it. And that's his podcast. That is, <laughs> it's his own thing called Let's Go. And then, Jim, and then Jim Gray, poor little Jim Gray, just got punched in the head, comes back. He's he like, did. well, Tom, I can tell you that you're, uh, you're uh, bothered by the question. Uh, <laughs> I sense you're antagonized by the question. <laughs> you're scratching. I appreciate your asking. Thank you. Oh, boy. <laughs> that was his nice way at the end of saying, now leave me alone. If Jim Gray was a left tackle, he just called for two holding calls in a row. Oh no! Brady would rip his head off. That's that's the that's about the uh, the broadcast equivalent of what that was. That man, I would not want that guy yelling at me. He's so ultra competitive. I mean, we see in the clips he yelling at the teammates, but that's that's how they are. I mean, anybody who's that competitive and is you oh, know, a winner. It's like it's like Mahomes of the Chiefs game this past weekend. Did not want to come out of that game. He's right. a gamer. He's a fighter. That's right. He's screaming at the medical staff. Yeah, he was. It's what they do. It's, they want to. They want to win. And that's why I still don't think he can walk away. Can't do it. No, he, he no, he's gonna play. It's not. He doesn't know what to do. Yeah. Raiders. And understand, it's not like a normal person. He's got a hundred million dollar contract waiting for him at Fox. Yeah, that's true. And still can't walk away. It's just right there on. It's it's being held for him. They're holding his spot. No, nah, he's going to come back. All right. Well, <clears throat> would uh, 526 million bucks make you quit your job? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the Powerball update coming up next. And M&Ms have gone woke. They have outwoked themselves. So funny. It's their candy. It's so dumb. It's What it's, are they thinking? I mean, that's the problem. They weren't thinking this entire time. I'll tell you what's up with them. Coming up next, the Self Loader Morning Show. Keep it here. Thank you, Jennifer. Appreciate it very much. Weather sounds fine to me to win some money. How much money? It's time to play America's favorite jackpot game. This is Powerball. All right. No big winner last night. So if you didn't play like Diener and I didn't play, so we're winners too. That's right. Oh, I feel great this morning. Oh, yeah. 
Oh, yeah. If you, don't, if you don't play yes. and there's no winner, you win. Oh, just in a great mood. Absolutely. I actively decided not to play it. <laughs> $526 million for tomorrow night, though. And for anybody who did play it and lost, they hate me right now. So, no, sorry. No, just check. You would say the same old thing. Check your tickets. <laughs> there were some other winners. Yeah, that's right. You know, you know, I checked my Mega Man. I knew I didn't win Mega Millions during the big jackpot, but I checked it to see if I at least won a few bucks. I did not. Checked it multiple times. Yeah, exactly. Uh, tomorrow night's gonna gonna win. It's gonna it's gonna. It's you gonna, think so? It's gonna it's gonna hit. Yep. See, I, so play for tomorrow night. I'm telling you right now. I got a feeling. Uh, all yep. right. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Something still tells me that I'm sticking with nobody wins this thing for like a couple of months. So like we're we're gonna ride this out. Mm. It's gonna be a saga, mm. a Powerball saga, on the way. Maybe. <laughs> I'm waiting. I'm waiting until it gets to a billion. Maybe. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> We'll see. I don't know. Uh, In the meantime, headline-wise, well, education was the focus of discussion for the governor yesterday coming out of Tallahassee. But this is, uh, he had kind of like a, Kind of like a, a teacher's bill of rights is basically what it was. Yeah. So last year and the year before that really focused on the parents, para, parental rights and education bill. Yesterday was the teacher bill of rights. In the meantime, Florida lawmakers are battling over an AP African American Studies course. Mm. Governor DeSantis says all Florida schools are required to teach black history as part of the core curriculum. But here's apparently where the controversy is coming in. He rejects what the AP African American Studies course in question is actually teaching. Huh. Yeah, it's, it's uh, he's calling it woke ideology. Exactly. And, you know, some type of uh, political agenda. Now, to be fair, I haven't seen the curriculum. I right. don't know what's in it. If he's saying that's what it is, I mean, I you know, I obviously give him the benefit of, of the doubt here. But there's a lot of criticism coming from the African-American community saying, why are you trying to stomp exactly. out our history? Exactly. And not let kids learn about, you know, uh, African-American history. It's... So that, it's that's a been the, that's been the spin anyway. Is yeah. that oh you're just taking you're trying to take African American history out of the state teaching courses? Right. He says something completely different. In fact, this is the statement. when you look to see they have stuff about intersectionality, abolishing prisons. That's a political hmm. agenda. That's the wrong side of the line for Florida standards. Both of those issues okay. he touched on right there in one quick statement. Why do you bring it up in history classes unless you're trying to push an agenda? Yeah, look, this wouldn't be the first time. I mean, how long have they been doing this in, in Ivy League schools? They push agendas in their oh, curriculum. Oh, God, yeah. So that's that's been going on for decades. And that's what he's trying to avoid here. So, yeah, I mean, if that's not a history. That's an agenda. He's right if they're t- teaching about those things. What they should do, though, to clear up the mystery on this is publish those specific parts of this so everybody can see it and we judge for ourselves, especially right. parents with kids in public schools in Florida. Now, It shouldn't be a mystery sure. right now. Publish it. Yes, yes, why not, right? Expose this stuff then. Put it out there. Let people see it. Let people decide for themselves. They, they can read it and right. see, okay, yeah, this doesn't belong in an AP history class because it's not history. It's teaching about a, a theory or an ideology. Exactly right. So if that's the case, then sure. I mean, I agree. That's for anything. I mean, if you're teaching about, you know, British history and then you have some type of idea in there that talks about how the monarchy should take back over the United States. Right. That's not history. That's an idea. That's the part that shouldn't be in it. Just teach the facts. In the meantime, the Florida Department of Education announced the rejection of that course that DeSantis was talking about. It It had been part of a pilot program with the U.S. College Board, by the way. Oh, is that right? Which just got... Uh-huh. Push through. I don't even know if anybody reads the curriculum. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> they just put things in there. It's, it's it's like spending bills. They just 
throw stuff in. They put as much garbage as they can. Well, no one's going to have time to read this. Put it in there. Right. Yeah. I'll put in my own ideas and call it history. Yeah, we'll see if anything happens. Well, I mean, if that's the case, then, you know, I'm glad he caught it. And look, he's not one to shy away from from controversy and doing the tough thing when he feels like it's the right thing. Right. Well, that'll probably... uh, That'll probably spin up into uh, more uh, enraging things coming up here in the coming weeks. But again, the solution is just, and this is what convinced people most of the state to be in support of the Parental Rights and Education Bill. Right. Once they actually published some of the examples of what was in school books. That's correct. That people, so publish this then. Let people decide. Yeah, I mean, they were having like political questions in math. I mean, you know, what are you doing? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> If you had four Republicans who stole your lunch money. Right, exactly. And three Democrats. All right, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> Speaking of wokeness and ideology, what's it, what's Big Candy thinking, Diener? Oh, boy. The M&M's mascots in the news again. Though, doesn't it feel like we've been talking about them now for the past year? Something always happens with the M&M's. I'm, I'm tired of it. It's candy. They're commercials. <laughs> They're little cartoon characters. Just stop it. But so they, silly. But they did this to themselves in a big... Long, dopey. It took me a couple of times to even figure out what the heck they were talking about with the press release. But they're doing it. The uh, A year ago this month, by the way, this is when this all started, the company tweaked the little M&M characters. Yeah. Because they said people were complaining they were sexist, specifically the female M&Ms. Hilarious. Can't have anything look hot. Even a cartoon candy. <laughs> Can't have that these days. The green one used to wear knee-high boots. And got sneakers instead. And the brown M&M switched from stilettos to chunkier heels to look more professional. Ah, yes, the chunky heels. Well, now the company says (laughs) they've decided it wasn't enough or that they took the wrong approach. Either way, something's coming, some kind of change. So they're not using them in commercials for right now. Long, drawn-out, goofy tweet talking about this as if this is like some kind of important issue to talk about. And they said instead, in our campaigns... Maybe even in a Super Bowl commercial, you're only going to see SNL's Maya Rudolph instead of the little Eminem characters. Yeah, they're, they're gone. I mean, I, you know, I don't, what they they did this to themselves. They did. It's so and it's so funny too because it reminds me of the uh, Golden Globes. Remember that just happened, and they had to cancel, literally cancel themselves last year. Because they got so woke that they painted themselves into a woke corner. And that's what M&M's did. It's candy. It's a cartoon. <laughs> Why do you feel like you need to change fictional characters? But this happens all the time. Disney just did it with Splash Mountain. That closed down. It's just the other day. Wasn't yes. it this? Was it Monday? Uh, Sunday. So, I mean, Sunday was the last day for Splash wow. Mountain because they felt like they had to change the characters there because people said there was the characters were racist. How stupid. This happens all the time, and it's dumb. It's funny, too, because there's probably like five people in the country that thought that. But right. They, but they pandered to them. Yes. Like like this M&M's thing. Are you, are you, you mean to tell me there's like some sort of a group that got to the Mars company and said, you know, that's not woke enough. <laughs> so, they, so in this email, they said, or oh, tweet, geez. whatever it was, they're giving the characters a f- fresh modern look. Maybe different shapes and sizes of M&M's. Oh, no. Or it's just a big marketing ploy to get us to talk about M&M's. I have absolutely no idea. They're going to give us... I'm done with them. I swear, they're going to give... They are going to give us a transgender M&M. It's going to (laughs) happen. It's going to happen. I know it is. Yeah, you know what? It identifies as a Skittle. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. 
I can't take the world anymore sometimes. Oh, this is, uh, nothing would surprise me. Oh, This is why we mock it, folks, to make you feel better about the news. <laughs> it's a real story, too. I mean, <laughs> no. They got rid of the Eminem characters from I, Rudolph because right. they, they couldn't make him woke enough. Oh, my God. It's crazy. All right. More headlines coming up yes. next, including the Senate is actually talking about going after Ticketmaster and breaking it up. Will it work? Let's go. The Taylor Swift fans have joined with Britney fans. I'm marching with them. That and more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. Any artist that wants to play stadiums or arenas or just the biggest venues in the world has to use Ticketmaster because they are the ones who have the exclusive contracts for those venues. I never thought it would actually happen. But it's happening. The Senate Judiciary Committee, and it only took like what a month and a half. They're gonna they're gonna take up that whole Britney, uh, excuse me, Taylor Swift debacle that happened with Ticketmaster today. When I mean tens of thousands of people are mad at that company. The guy you heard from there, that's David Brooks, Billboard's senior correspondent for touring and live entertainment. What a title! It sounds like a very big deal. He's saying that uh, it's not just Taylor Swift fans that has to use uh, that has to go through to Ticketmaster. It's pretty much every artist because the promoter is Live Nation. You know, and that's a good point too. Actually, I didn't think about that because here I am just thinking about the consumer because we are the consumer. But it also affects the the artist as well. Oh, absolutely. You know, or the just the event if it's any event. It could be a Miami Dolphins game or a Billy Joel concert. Right. It doesn't matter. So the first thing that, that upset people was ticket prices. They're like, okay, this is getting ridiculous. You know, this is crazy. The, the, how high ticket prices are these? And then it was the service fees. And then people were mad enough about that, but then you start to say, well, what am I going to do? You know, I want to see this show, I'll pay it, I'll suck it up, whatever. And they started working parking fees into service fees, and that was another thing, because Live Nation owns a lot of these venues as well. And then you got an issue like this, where you had literally tens of thousands of Taylor Swift fans, and I'm sure it's happened to other people too, who got in on a presale, got a voucher saying you're in, but they never got their tickets. You know, it's... It's funny because obviously that part is a total you know disaster, and that was kind right. of the straw that broke the camel's back when it came to the Ticketmaster monopoly. Because that's what it is, and it's almost like they found a loophole, like they found a way around, you know, getting in trouble for a monopoly. I've never understood that how they got away yeah. with it though. And and I know there's other ticket sellers, I get that, but a lot of them are aftermarket. Like if you go to StubHub, and I know there's right. other ones. But the ver- the very first thing that you know the the first. Tickets are for sale at 10 a.m. on Friday, blah, blah, blah. You, gotta, you go to Ticketmaster, that's right? right? That's how it is. It's always been that way. Yeah, you have to. And that's, man, I, I don't know what they can do. Maybe they regulate somehow, you know, how, how the tickets are distributed, you know, fix this reservation system that crashed and got, you know, a cyber attack supposedly during the, the, the uh, Taylor Swift debacle that went down. But they have to do something. I just don't know how far they can go when it comes to actual customer service. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, what else right. can you install? Because, I mean, to just to try to be fair here for a little bit, and everybody's had a frustrating experience with Ticketmaster at some point over the years, if you, oh, go, yeah. if you go out to live events. Not as bad as yours, Diener. Man. We'll get to that in a minute. But <laughs> to, for their part, they did insert this uh, voucher system to try to get the scalpers out. And well, it, it had probably the opposite effect. Yeah, it's, it didn't work. And what what the Billboard guy is saying there, that is all of the artists are frustrated, too, because they feel they have to go through Ticketmaster. Right, right. To sell these things, because none, none of them want to start their own company to be a ticket-selling machine. I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I'm not sure what else you can do. I mean, is it, 
it's not like the Senate can start, you know, it's not like Ted Cruz is going to come out and say, I'm starting my own <laughs> ticket selling company. I mean, so it's, it's just going to be regulations. I mean, that's a concern, too. I don't know all the members. I don't know who's on the Senate Judiciary Committee. What if we get some of these? What if, like, Chuck Grassley's on there oh, or no. something? That no. guy's that guy's a thousand years old. He's like, uh, are, are you going to tell me that I, I go on the interweb? <laughs> and I buy a pass. I buy a ducat to go to go to your performance. Is that how this works? <laughs> They're asking questions about what Ticketmaster is. <laughs> Chuck Grassley thinks he's still standing in line to see Al Jolson. <laughs> Doesn't know what's going on. My God. Oh, jeez. I don't know. Who knows? Who but knows it, what's going to happen with it? It's, but. it's a big deal that it's gotten this far. So. It is a big deal that it's even, and I'm and I'm amazed at how quickly this has actually happened. I didn't think anything like this would happen. Yeah. At least maybe it puts a little pressure on Ticketmaster to clean it up a little, because you know they can. We've all suffered from the negligence and stupidity of, of Ticketmaster. So. Not as bad as you. You have the worst story I've ever heard. It's so sad, man. It's so frustrating too, and it's funny because I have like listeners who reach out to me on social media, and be like, "Did you try this? Did you try that?" And it's like. I, I got nowhere because I bought Red Hot Chili Pepper tickets last year. They were coming to Hard Rock Stadium in August of last year. And I was all excited. I've never seen them before. They were like on my band bucket list. Oh, yeah. And I was ready to go. And I'm like, let me check on my tickets. One day I just randomly went in there to put them into my Apple wallet. And they were gone. Gone. Stolen. Someone signed into my account. I got hacked. And they sold my tickets out from under me. So I lose out on the money. They weren't, you know, very cheap tickets. It was Red Hot Chili Peppers. And then no one helped me. No. Could not get in touch with anybody. There's no customer service. I'm reaching out on Twitter and email, and no one did anything. See, that's the thing. Americans, we're very patient to a point. And if you, you, you don't do anything to try to help the consumer, that's when people blow their lid. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's just because exactly it. I mean, I tried for weeks. Customer service at Ticketmaster on Twitter. Right. Nothing. No one did a thing. And it's just, I didn't know what else to do. That, see, that's where that's where they can fix it right away. If you want to do something, you want to stand before the Senate subcommittee and say, here's what we're going to fix. At least customer service you could put some money into. Right. Not that, no, I don't want to chat with a bot. No. Somebody stole my tickets. <laughs> Someone stole my tickets. I lost my tickets and my money. Man. Then they got away with it. And here I am, little old Stephen Diener with nothing. <laughs> Empty pockets. Empty pockets. <laughs> nothing but pocketland. So sad. I know. Wow. You were under the bridge downtown. <laughs> it's a sad thing. Wow, we spent way more on Ticketmaster than I uh, expected us to that. today. But there you go. That's what's happening. In the meantime, speaking of money, nobody matched all six Powerball numbers last night. You know what that means? It goes up 526 million bucks here tomorrow night, so good luck. It also means I feel like a winner because I did not buy any tickets. See that? You don't play, you can't go. lose. Good. <laughs> That's when you, you forget to play or you're out of the time. You actively root for there to be no winner. Absolutely. All that bad karma goes to somebody else. <laughs> All right. Um, and we've actually got this happening, too. A feel-good story. We've had a whole Ooh. bunch of amazing Wild Kingdom stories today. This one's a combination feel-good and a Wild Kingdom story. It's the Wild Kingdom. And it's Florida-based. We go to Clearwater for this one. It's an amazing rescue. There's also a video out you can check out on this. And uh, a bunch of different wild rescue groups kind of uh, formed together, teamed together to rescue a dolphin that was stuck inland and couldn't make his way. It took like many days to get out of uh, where he was in a canal and get back into the ocean. So what they did was they did an amazing rescue and they all got together and they actually, you know, 
formed a, a, a giant human chain to successfully guide the dolphin out of the creek to safety. Wow, that's crazy. It's an awesome story. It's Very an awesome cool. video, actually. Great work by the rescuers in Clearwater, and here's what it sounded like. Looked like the dolphin was in pretty good shape. Didn't look like it was having issues. It's just long-term, it's not great to have a dolphin in such a small area. So we decided we were going to encourage it out of that area and get it moving. There was about 25 to 28 of us in the water, and our main goal was just to create a straight line across from us. So we were shoulder to shoulder, no gaps. We didn't want any gaps to let the animal see an opportunity to pass us. We all moved at a steady pace. We didn't want to see anyone attempting to feed or chase because it was detrimental to their health. So it was stranded in a creek. The reason why they had the human chain was to kind of funnel it. Wow. To show it back where it needed to go yeah. for the ocean to connect to the, the bigger water. Poor dolphin was lost. He lost his way. Well, now he's back. It's like a children's book. See, did anybody ask the dolphin? It's like, oh, I wanted to be in the creek. <laughs> Maybe he was going to try to buy tickets to the, the Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> he was making his way. I don't Man, know. Man, telling you. <laughs> All right, now the exact opposite of that, we have an awful animal. Uh-oh. We go to uh, that Minnesota story with the attack turkey. Oh. Reggie the attack turkey. Yeah, Reggie. When oh, we man. hear these folks in this neighborhood. Reggie is a jerk. Well, this is actually on the morning show blog, it too. Is. Will you hear about this thing? We'll talk about that. And actually, believe it or not, coming up next, we have a, here's another, it's the best feel-good story of all for this year. We have an update on Jen we need to share with you. That's yes. That's great and you're going to love. Keep it here next for that. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Appreciate it. As always, the South Florida Morning Show as well. Don't forget, uh, the Morning Show blog, 850WFTL.com, and on the app. We're going to talk about the uh, Murray the Attack Turkey that's on the blog right now, that's on both of those sites. That's, sure That's are. coming up in a couple of minutes. <laughs> oh, we'll yes. give you the details on that, because what makes the story of the neighbors, they're unbelievable. Yeah, that... I don't know how they're putting up with this so long, but this story's been going on a long time. I mean, they tell their horror stories, so just wait till you hear it. All right, before we get to any of that, though, more importantly, let's talk about this. Feel good story of the day. And we got one for you. We promised this for you yesterday. We were nailing down the details, talking to her personally. You know that Jen has been out for, is it five months? I think it's six, is it? Five. No. I actually think only like three. Can you tell that time just all kind of morphs together with us here on the morning show? (laughs) It's been quite a while as she had uh, quadruple heart bypass surgery. Had her on the air after that, after, you know, when the recovery process started and all that thing. Now we know when she's coming back in here in our little morning show broadcast, back in the studio. Diener, we have a date. And there's a reason why we, we announced it today, because it's, what, three weeks from today. Exactly. Three weeks from today. On, what is today, January 24th, in yep. the year of our Lord, 2023, Jen will be back three weeks from today on February 7th. How great is that? That there is some go. great, great news. So that is the official word now. Yeah. We have cleared it with her and her mob bosses. It's That's right. okay for us to say it. That's right. Joey Bag of Dimes has, has cleared us. Green-lighted. <laughs> That's right. Green-lighted project. <laughs> so Jen will be back February 7th, three weeks from today. Good old Jennifer Ross is going to be back in the morning show studios. How awesome is that? That's great news. That's really good that's news. That's a tough recovery. You think about that kind of surgery. And don't forget, remember the when we had her on explaining what the what the issue was with the heart thing? It was supposed to have been a record-setting quintuple bypass. Yeah. But it, it wound up being four, which is bad enough. I mean, it's when we really think about what what she went through. Oh, it's an ama- it's amazing <laughs> to have to medical go through miracle. That. And she kept sitting here, right? We would, you know, on the break or after a show would end, she would go, you know, I just don't feel good. I don't know what it is. You know, she'd be tired or whatever it was, and 
is you say, oh, you know, maybe I was just working too hard with 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 the horses or picking up too many palm fronds. We always <laughs> talked about that. We're like, Jenny, you got to slow down. You know, I had too much gardening. That must be what it is. Meanwhile, she's got all these arteries clogged. And didn't know. And thank God they caught it in time and, you know, corrected it all with, with the surgery. Amazingly, it wasn't a quintuple only because they said one of the pathways cleared itself up. That was the answer, I, which still, to, and I have to ask her that personally. We didn't have time when we had her on the phone when we had that, that interview we had on the air. But I don't even know how that's possible. But still, I also don't know how it went this long without somebody catching it, which, and I'm sure she'll tell you this personally, when she in three weeks from right now when she's back on, a warning to everybody, especially women. You mm-hmm. tend to think of certain things like... Obviously, breast cancer affects more women, sure. right? So, you know, but it affects men, too. Right. Don't forget about that. Heart issues, for whatever reason, everybody seems to think that it's only affecting men. It's like this stigma that's out there. Right. It is a special warning to, to women that, you know, she'll have, she'll repeat to you. She said it on the air before. Be aware of this. If you're a, you know, middle-aged woman and, you know, you're feeling like fatigue or something, get your heart checked. Don't yes. think it's just for guys. Yeah, she ended up finding out she had all of the symptoms of, you know, heart disease, essentially. Exactly. And she didn't realize it because she never really checked into it before. Man. So we'll we'll get all the details on that in a few weeks. But bottom line is, February 7th, Jen is coming back. She'll be back on the morning show. Great news. Great news. Very excited. Exactly what we were hoping for. Yes. In the meantime, is Tom Brady coming back? Yes. (laughs) But I'm, I'm... 1% 1% less sure about that than I was yesterday. This is one of those things where I saw people talking about it and people were like quoting it. And I thought, it's pretty funny. He must have said this like in jest. It was really sarcastic. and He was being funny. No, there's nothing funny about it. He actually, he kind of like yelled at Jim Gray, the guy that does the interview for, it's the Tom Brady podcast called Let's Go. <laughs> Poor Jim Gray. He's such a small, unassuming man. And he's had like all these monster athletes yelling at him and just, just <laughs> dumping on him. I mean, you go back to like the Mike Tyson days. <laughs> That's right. Oh my gosh. Uh, so Jim Gray's like, and you know, I understand. It's like, it's it's the it's a Brady podcast. So it's the most softball, easiest of questions. He's like... Okay, the question everybody wants to know, Tom, are you coming back, are you? <laughs> and Brady uh, kind of chafed at this. He really did. Do you have any type of a timetable as to what you might want to do regarding your football career? Jim, if I knew what I was going to f- do, I'd have already f- done it. What? Okay, I'm taking it a day at a time. Woo! You re- now, literally, I read it. I read that quote, and I was like, that's funny. He was just kind of like, you know, laughing it off. Right. It's, it's not... Listen to the tone. Yeah. He actually was grumpy old man there. And maybe he just feels comfortable enough to say that to Jim Gray because they've known each other for so long. You know, but obviously comes off as, like you say, comes off as grumpy old man. Like, just just leave me alone. Get off my lawn. Stop asking me. Okay, but next week when you see in the trade papers, the Let's Go podcast seeking new host. <laughs> I sense you're antagonized by the question. Oh, no. <laughs> you're scratching. <laughs> I appreciate your asking. Thank you. Okay, this sounds like the thousands of Brady press conferences I've seen where he's tired of the questions. Like, I appreciate you very much. Thanks a lot. And well, then just leaves. He is he is definitely out of Tampa. I think we can agree on that, right? Everybody's saying that. Now you got ten, now you got Buck's teammates saying he was telling them in the locker room it's been great working with you. Oh no. <laughs> See oh you geez. Later. See you later. Oh gosh. Do you like Vegas? That's never a good sign. So if I ever if I leave on a Friday and I say to you, Bill, it's been great working with you, you probably know something's up. Well, when Jim Gray asks you the question, I'll know uh, yes. by your tone exactly how that went. <laughs> I will know. All right, this is not a feel-good story, but it is another. We've had a bunch of these today, another Wild Kingdom story. This is the exact opposite of that nice dolphin for Clearwater. Yeah. This is a nasty turkey named Murray. It's the Wild Kingdom.
In this town in Minnesota, he's known as Murray the Attack Turkey. I thought it was Reggie. I'm, oh, Reggie. I'm sorry. I, I renamed just... him. <laughs> Where the hell did Murray come from? I think Murray works better, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> See, I would have called him Murray. Maybe that's why he's mad. I thought they changed his name on us. He's been misnamed. Yes. I'm sorry about that. My bad. Reggie, oh. the Attack Turkey, been terrorizing this mobile home community. We're just going to tell you, here's some of the, here's some of the residents and what they're going through. Goes up my stairs and tries to get in my house. When I leave in the car, follows me in my car. It gets on the back of my husband's truck and follows me. It rode to Chipotle with me one time. Wait, what? Run with Chipotle? What, did he want a burrito bowl? He wanted one of those monster burritos. I guess. I'm, I have to carry my broom and my water bottle and my golf club with me everywhere I go. God. Like, we can't have people over. We can't have a barbecue. Oh, the kids no. that walk to the bus stop every morning, I have to come out and help them. But now they're smart and they carry sticks. It's <laughs> a nasty turkey, man. Check it out on the morning show blog on the app and uh, 850WFTL.com. Oh. Wow. Reggie is vicious. Reggie slash Murray. <laughs> That's right. Hey, coming up next, stop sharing your Netflix passwords. Mm. They're coming after you. That and more coming up next, the South Florida Morning Show. When you found out that the FBI had located even more classified materials in Wilmington, which four-letter word did you use? Oh. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, my goodness, Peter. She wants him dead. <laughs> she didn't finish it. No. She was going to say, oh, my goodness, Peter, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> I am going to jump you in oh. the White House parking lot. <laughs> that was, uh, I, wait, I didn't even have any plans to talk about the document thing or the White House. I was trying to stay out of politics a little bit today, but that was too good. That was Peter Ducey from Fox News just... That's like a victory lap. That's just rubbing it in to Corrine Jean Pierre, the White House press secretary. Yes, she yes. just and the look she gave him, just oh my god, you, <laughs> you son of a you, gun, all the bad words, <laughs> yes, all of them, <laughs> all of the words at once. But it's true. I mean, uh, this thing's not going away. In fact, it percolated up a little bit yesterday. Not only Ducey, I don't think this. I don't think he gets the first question. But this is also another question. This is not from somebody from Fox. This is mainstream news people asking her things like this now. And yet we continue to learn about more documents being found and discovered at his home, including now some that go back decades to his time in the Senate. So why should the American people believe that this president takes classified material seriously and the handling of it? Boy, is that not a kind of question they faced a month ago? That was that would be something wow. that Peter Ducey would ask. Yes, exactly. I mean, he has asked that before. Now they're getting that question from, you know, not that Fox isn't mainstream, but... Well, yeah, but, you know... They're normal allies in the mainstream media. Yeah, like copacetic news out. Ducey's like one White House press conference away from going, are you bad at your job? <laughs> what if he just comes up there and says, you look angry, are you upset? <laughs> Is something bother, bothering you, Kareem? If we were in a different life, would you date me? <laughs> See how that, I think he's trying to get himself thrown out of there. I think that's what's he's, happening. He's, he's going to keep pushing the envelope. Wow, craziness. Uh, consumer news. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We can't say they didn't warn us. They've been talking about this for like two years. Don't share your Netflix passwords anymore. Mm. It's coming. What a shame. They're coming after us. Um, I don't know. They, they say it's starting right now. Here's somebody from Variety Magazine talking about the plan. We need to make sure we are bringing in as much profit as we can. So even though they had embraced password sharing for quite some time, they finally reached a point where they said, we have to pass on this extra cost to consumers. We can't stomach that anymore. 
Okay, she made a little point there, though. I remember specifically Netflix when they were hurting, right? Before it was Netflix that we know now, before Stranger Things and Tiger, oh, yeah. all that stuff. They they would wink, wink, nod, nod, really encourage you to share the passwords because it was promoting their product. And promote it. Now, all of a sudden, yes. they want to crack down? Now, right, right, because now, now they, you know, sure, I mean, let's let's face it, before, like you said, it was promoting, it was like free trials and, and increased traffic on their on their product. I mean, if more people are on it, that yeah. was good for them. It was making up for, you know, maybe lost revenue here and there. Now they're realizing, well, we can't keep fronting the bill for everybody, so you got to pay for it yourself. Like, we got everybody, now we want the money. Yes. So they're putting limitations on account sharing over the next few months that apparently reportedly start like now. Yeah, boy. Uh, it's going to limit accounts to, to users to within one household instead of being shared with multiple external users. Like I do. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Can't catch all of us, can they? I don't know. What if they What if they just forget about you and me? <laughs> just us, though. Yes, just us. The people blaring about it on the radio. That's right. Sharing outside <laughs> the home can still be done. It's going to require an extra fee, of course. I don't know what kind of fee that is. I don't yeah, have the details know. on that, but is it like half? Is it like you buy one, you get the other for 50% or something? That's what I'm wondering. Is it going to be like five, six bucks? I mean, what is, what is this fee for sharing? The sharing fee, what is that going to be? I do not know. Mm. And, by the way, they wanted everyone to know you can still use your, you know, you have like Netflix like on an iPad or the phone. Right. That's not going to change. If, oh, it's, if it's under the one account, you can still share that, not share that, use that outside of the house. So, that's where we stand right now. Just wanted you to know. If Netflix comes knocking on your door and the Netflix cops come take you away, I'm just telling you. Be careful. Now, now we know. Oh, Be actually, smart about it. That's all we're saying. Well, and even I, I was, I was just doing some uh, quick googling here, Bill, because Uh-oh. I thought, you know what? Maybe I'll try to, I'll try once in a while to do my job as a producer and find some answers. Fifty percent. Once in a while. Sorry. I felt like today was one of those days. Right. From what I have found, it'll cost. It's actually not bad. An extra two ninety nine per month. Oh. For sharing your account. So that's. I mean, obviously cheaper, like if you're sharing with your kids or something like that. That's really not bad. No, I mean, it's cheaper than them paying, you know, 12 bucks, 15 bucks, whatever they're going to pay for their own Netflix account. Exactly. So it's two ninety nine, an extra 3 bucks, And they know that, too. People are going to be like, oh, well, it's not worth the trouble of telling my kids or my in-laws or something not to use it anymore. It's 3 bucks, whatever. And that adds up, of course. Sure. So it's a great business model for Netflix. I mean, Absolutely. That's, that's a nice price for them because mm. then people don't care and they get the money. Hmm. That's according to uh, Nerdist, by the way. Well, it sounds like they would know. Yes. Good site, Nerdist. I don't know what the, what it means. How would they crack down? What would the penalty be? I have absolutely no idea. Maybe they're just going to nuke duplicate accounts or, or, you know, from, you know, like all, they can tell that it's on multiple devices at once. I have no idea. Or they just start charging you extra or they just start, you know, taking the money out. Maybe they don't mean it. <laughs> maybe, they, maybe it's all just a big bluff. Yeah, give us the two bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two dollars. Send you a check in the mail. I don't know what it is. In the meantime, I'm going to wrap up this segment with some NFL news. Ooh. Speculation, that is. Published reports came out yesterday, not confirmed by either Jeff Bezos or the Washington Post, but the New York Post broke a story that says Jeff Bezos will sell the Washington Post to buy the Washington Commanders, the football team formerly known as the Redskins, investors say. They've been talking about Bezos in the NFL ownership game for... A while now. Sure have. I would say about seven years this story has been floating out there, or at least the idea has been floating out there. It's interesting, though. I mean, the 
New York Post, New York Post is is talking about this. They're the ones reporting it, but you got his people in the Washington, Washington Post saying, no, 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 it's not true. Yeah, but those are people trying to keep their jobs. Right, right. They're like, uh, not true. Everything's fine here. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everyone also said the Hunter Biden laptop story wasn't true from the, from the New York Post. So <laughs> That's right, too. They got that one right. So this would be, you know, you'd, you'd sell the failing Washington Post to, to get whatever kind of money to try to buy the commanders, because you'd need the cash. And it is failing, by the way. That's not us just saying it. They're failing hard. But what kind of an awesome move would this be for all parties involved? NFL would be happy as hell to try sure. to get rid of Dan Snyder. They don't want him there. Redskins, uh, sorry, commanders fans would love to have new ownership in there. Oh, they hate Dan Snyder. They hate what they become. Yeah. They hate it. Uh, Bezos, who's already in, by the way, with Amazon having the Thursday night games. It's a perfect fit there for them. And he's good. I mean, he's friends with Goodell. He's friends with a lot of the owners. It's an easy transition. Wow. Bezos did not submit a bid during the initial round of bidding that happened last month, by the way, for, uh, for, uh, whatchamacallit, DirecTV. Ah, yes. That's going to, what is it again? I think the, uh, YouTube TV. Yeah, it's going to go year. right. It's going to go it is it is YouTube, right? Yeah, because it was Google. Google bought the rights to the NFL ticket with all that stuff. So, I forgot Google actually owned YouTube. So, it's going to go there. So, he's saving money. It does sound like he's saving up for something. Hmm. And by the way, here's another thing if you want to read the tea leaves. He stoked fears. He showed up at the Washington Post office last week and he laid off a bunch of people. Is that right? Oh yeah. Wow. To the newsroom. Oh no. But the Washington Post is saying, no, 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 told us he's not going to sell. Good. Who was it? Was it the New York Times or the Washington Post? We had the video, I think on the Morning Show blog, actually, it was a few weeks ago, where they had like this big conference in like this auditorium, and the guy, the head of, of the news department oh told God. everybody that they were going to be losing their jobs. I'm pretty sure it was the New York Times. Was it the Times? Yeah. And they all started, oh, what do you mean? What does this affect? And he's like, I can't take any questions. He's like, ran ran out. (laughs) (laughs) He's just gone. They're all like drinking their coffee and eating a bagel. What? Well, what's going on? Wow. So, I don't know. Times may be a changing for the Mm. NFL. That would be a a big, big development, by the way. It would actually be, honestly, a good change, I think. I think Bezos would be a good owner for the NFL. I think so. And it's one. How about this, though? So that means that. That means there's an opening to buy the Washington Post. Uh-oh. Elon's going to buy that yeah, one, too. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go. He owns the Washington Post Trump, and Twitter. Or Trump buys it. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> that would be amazing. Speaking of Trump, wow, what a reaction to an FBI top official getting busted for dealing with Russia. It wasn't Trump. It was the FBI. Whoops. Wait till you hear the reaction from uh, the man from Mar-a-Lago. We got that <laughs> and some headlines and uh, Powerball update coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Thank you very much, Jennifer. like the cooler weather. Took me by surprise last night. I should have paid attention to this, to what she was telling us yesterday. She said it was coming, and it did. She tried to tell us. Man, I'm just not a good listener. That's yeah, our fault. I like her, though. How about that? Uh, thank you very much. The South Florida Morning Show. News Talk 850 WFTL. Don't forget about the blog on the app. And also at 850WFTL.com. I don't know, Dina, we're going to throw this out to the masses. Please do. It's happening. Hooray for Hollyweird. Does anybody care in the audience about the Oscar nominations? Oh, that's right. That They're, they're coming out right now, right? And the Oscars does that thing where they leak a category at a time. Yeah, that's right. You know, like back in the day when all the morning zoo, zoo radio programs would like list it live. <laughs> now we're a celebrity reporter. Are we going to cut in? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, they released the best supporting actresses so far. I see. Angela okay. Bassett, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Hong Chao for the Whale. 
I'm sure you saw that one with the kids, Diener. Oh yeah, sure. That was. The, <laughs> although I, I, I'm happy for Brandon Fraser. He seems like he's uh, yeah. That was career, a big return for him. Yeah, he's got a big resurgence from that one. So that was cool to see. Also nominated, Carrie Condon for the Banshees of Inishirin. Oh, I I have that on my list to watch today. <laughs> <laughs> and they wonder why nobody watches the Oscars. Oh gosh. Uh, let's see who else. Jamie Lee Curtis and uh, Stephanie Shu for every everything everywhere all at once. I did hear about that. Yeah, one. I did hear, but I heard that's very good actually. N- if you care, ninety <laughs> fifth Academy Awards take place March twelfth. The Dolby Theater. Oh, is that what, March 12th? In Los Angeles. That's right. Oh, it's going to be the year anniversary since the slap. They got to do something, right? Oh, my right? God, it is. Gosh, it was last year. Yes. The slap heard around the world as it came to be known. Well, then who's hosting? I didn't even hear. No, that's a great question. I didn't hear either. Boy. Are they going to do that thing where, where there's no host? Because Chris Rock wasn't a host. He was just coming out to, to present. That's all it was. It just came out a little joke and he got slapped. <laughs> That's all it was. Everyone was convinced it was staged, too. Oh, I know. So no, here you go. Real. That was the only... And that still didn't help with ratings. Right. They had That's a right. major, major weird event going on. It still didn't help. It still bombed. Maybe this will... Uh, maybe, maybe it'll help this year because people want to tune in to see what's going to happen. Probably, I don't know. Probably not. By the way, Top Gun is nominated for Best Film Editing. Oh, is it? Yes. Editing? So that's in there. Well, we'll see. They got the supporting actresses out. I'm not going to go through that. Uh, they got the actors. Brandon Fraser is on there. So I, I, I did ask you this because he is nominated now. Uh, Austin Butler for oh, Elvis. Excellent. A movie he, I actually saw. That's right. You liked it. You talked it up a lot. You said he was, it was great. He was really good. I mean, he like became Elvis yes, for a while. It was wild. To get into that role. And he won the Golden Globe for it where Lisa Marie was sitting there at the table. That's right. Before she passed away. A few days before she passed away. So I, I asked you the question off the air. But I think it's worth asking again. And I, I hate to think this way. But is he like a shoe win now to win Best Actor? He might have won anyway because he already won the Golden Globe. But now is his sentimental favorite. You know to- what I mean? Totally. Totally fair question. I think it's a fair question. I, I absolutely think it's a fair question. Yes. I'm saying yes. He said his sentimental favorite now. I mean, she just passed away. Uh-huh. I don't know. And like you said, maybe, maybe he would have won. I don't know whether that's still a thing. Remember the Golden Globes used to be like the warm-up to the Oscars? Yeah, that's It's right. like if you win that, you're going to win an Oscar. It's like in college football. If you win the Maxwell, you're going to win the Heisman. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like that for acting. The Ernie Block Award that's means... <laughs> so I don't know. I don't even know if he's going to watch that. You know, what's, you know what's amazing about this? You reminded me about this with the slap. Um, what's his face? Fresh Prince there. One... Yes, Will Smith. Yeah. Won an Oscar, and nobody remembers him for that. He won All the anybody Oscar, talks yeah. about for that for that Oscar year was that slap thing. I mean, look, yeah, we were just talking about it. I didn't even mention he won the Oscar nope. for playing uh, Richard Williams nope. in King Richard. That's what he did to himself. Man. Just a broken, broken man. Yeah. Oh, Puss in Boots is nominated for Best Animated Feature Film. There you go. Damn right. <laughs> Boy, the Academy hated adding an animated category, didn't they? I they know. hated that. I th- they had to. I mean, all the movies that Disney was coming out with in the early 90s, it was like th- they had to do something. Wow. Well, anyway. Well, there's, your, there's, there's your Oscar talk right there. There's your Oscar talk. All right. This, uh, this hearing is starting at 10 a.m., they say, on Capitol Hill. You know, is it about the border? No. Is it about the Biden documents? No. It's about Ticketmaster. And this is a wild thing that's actually happening, and it's all as a result, and actually class action suits have been brought for this whole thing, too, from the Taylor Swift debacle, which happened about her for her stadium tour coming up this summer, where tens of thousands of her fans tried to get tickets. They were told they were getting them, and they didn't get tickets. They were frozen out. 
after they had already told him they went in on a presale and didn't get it. Imagine how frustrating that would be. Very frustrating. Yeah. Now, if you just looked Gosh. at, no, I know we kid about like this uh, Taylor Swift army of fans, but it really is. If you just looked at that as like one consumer group, it's massive. That's oh, why yeah. this thing is getting the attention. An actual hearing on Capitol Hill from the House Judiciary Committee. They're gonna they're gonna take on lack of competition in event ticketing business. I don't know whether this is the thing that finally breaks up Ticketmaster or not, but it it may get them to make some changes. I what hope if, so. What if Taylor Swift shows up? Ooh, surprise witness. She walks in. Yes. She just <laughs> walks in. She says, yeah, fix it. Start playing like Bad Blood or something. <laughs> she gets like some, some, some like, you know, intro music out of WWE. Right. <laughs> so at the same time this is happening, there's a protest outside of the Capitol building where they can protest. From, well, I'm sure Taylor Swift fans, but another whole legion of fans. You know who they are? Oh, no. No, don't tell me. They, they have an alliance? They have an alliance. They are an actual organized group. Free Britney America. Oh, boy. Watch out for them. I'm telling you. Free Britney fans. As they're talking about Britney Spears. They're out there, too, to show support for the Taylor Swift fans who want Ticketmaster broken up. Because they've had enough, too. You know what? Why not? Two unstoppable forces cannot be ignored anymore. Let's go. Free Britney and the Swifties. They that's come right. together. They can take over the world. That's right. That's exactly right. This is what's happened now. So that's pretty cool. I think, <laughs> I think you know, at the very least, and I know that Ticketmaster, for their part, they've done, they said they did the pre-sale thing to try to, you know, block out scalpers. Obviously didn't work. And it had a detrimental effect on actual fans where this was happening. And, you know, there's a lot of people who are saying that it's it, the artists are frustrated by this, too, because they feel they have to go through Ticketmaster when they have a tour. Or sporting teams. Yeah, exactly. Same thing. Hey, you got one company controlling everything. Exactly. And, uh, you know, then you end up getting shut out and you have no recourse. You have nowhere else to go. I mean, and the secondary market isn't, you know, that's, that's only a good option if something's sold out and you really want to get into a show or an event. But then you know you're going to be, you know, paying like crazy. Of course you are. Of course. So they, they, hopefully they can fix something, whether it's some, you know, regulating the process. I don't know. I mean, it's not like they can start a new ticket selling company, but maybe they can make it more consumer friendly somehow. Uh, they're going to have, at least with consumer uh, customer service, anything. Yes, Make please. it a little bit better because it's just been bad. All right, we'll update you on that as we go along with uh, more headlines coming up next. We got, uh, we didn't get to it, but we'll have Trump's reaction to the FBI official getting oh. busted for Russia. It wasn't Trump. It was top-level echelon FBI folks. How about that? Oh, and good luck picking a winner here for, I know it was, it's, it's the Oscars. It's all right. But nominees for the best visual effects. Wait until you hear the movies that are going oh, into this. You've got to hear it. Good luck. All right, we get that and more coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Talk 850 WFTL. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. It's time to play America's favorite jackpot game. This is Powerball. But if you didn't play last night, you didn't win either. But you didn't lose. Sounds like that guy's stepping up his game, by the way. I don't know what's up with that guy. They need to just have the Mega Millions guy do both of them because he's awesome. Yes. I'm now actively rooting for a Mega Millions jackpot so we can play that guy. (laughs) I know. He's better. Oh, he's great. Anyway, 526 million bucks for tomorrow night. That's what it's rolled over to. It's not going past that. It's winning tomorrow. It's going to happen. You are convinced of this. Oh, it's going to happen. I'm shocked. It's going to reach. All right. It's going to be like 530 
It's then one person's going to win it. Oh, no. And uh, Jen's going to hate that person because she right. hates all lottery winners. By the way, if you missed it before, we talked about this in the uh, last hour. The feel-good story of the year so far is we got great news. We could finally confirm it. Like Diener said, we checked with the mob bosses. We got it green-lighted. Yep. We can say it now. Jen is coming back with us three weeks from today. What's, what's that date? February? February 7th. February 7th. She's going to be back in after being months off the air. She's back That's after right. the quadruple heart, heart bypass, which is supposed to be a quintuple. I think it was back in October, if I remember correctly. I feel like, I mean, the days meld together. November, th- December. I mean, January. It'll just, be like five months. Yeah. Wow. It's it just feels like you know months feel like years and weeks. Well, it was feel weird like because months. Christmas was in there too. Yes. So it was like feels like longer than it actually even was. That's right. I know it was it was before the holiday season because we thought, oh man, no Jen during the holiday season. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be it's gonna be weird. That's her time of year. Look at the reviews of the Hallmark movies. Right. <laughs> but that's uh, that's great news though. So that's uh, that's officially happening three weeks from today. So that's awesome. Still yes. in like the the what do you call it physical therapy process mm-hmm. of the of the situation right now. But that's great. But we're excited. I know she's excited. Very cool. I know uh, her horses are excited to, to get her out of the house a little bit. <laughs> she, she'll Kids. Be back. Hey, she'll be back right before the Super Bowl. I can ha- I can have her pick who's going to win the Super Bowl. I'm sure she'll love that. To oh, make I'm leaving. As soon as she comes Doing back. this to me again. <laughs> anyway, we love you, Jen. We'll see yes. you in a couple of weeks. All right. In the meantime, I don't know. Do you want to get into this? Did they announce any more of these Oscar things? I can never tell. I never, ever, ever can tell if anybody cares about Oscar nominations. It is one of those weird things. It's because like you never know. we see the ratings, and it goes down and down every single year, and all the woke crap that happens, and yeah. that doesn't really seem to be our audience, but... At least these are big categories. All right, let's just get through it. What now? Who has been nominated? And by the way, the Oscars are in March. March 12th, I yeah. think we found out, right? Because yeah. we didn't even know what day it was. Right. Well, Steven Spielberg is nominated for Best Director. Actually, it's a movie that you had told me about, and I didn't hear about it. It was a couple months ago. You said, hey, I want to see this movie, The uh, Fablemans. Yes. I was you like, know oh. what, though? Tried to, it's uh, like 25 bucks to what? download. Are you serious? Like, to watch ooh, it on demand? Like, Oh, gotta wait for that. <laughs> oh my goodness! No, thank you. Yeah, that's that's a little rough there. But what this one caught my eye. It's it's not the most exciting category, but I just thought it was just like, man, how do you pick this? It's best visual effects. Oh, and I mean these movies—they're all about visual effects. That is the industry now. Yeah, very true. It was Avatar is in there. How are you gonna beat it? I mean, it's literally all visual effects. Uh, Black Panther two was in there. Which, of course, I mean, that relies a lot on visual sure effects and CGI. Does. I didn't see it yet. No, me neither. But it's actually coming out on Disney Plus uh, next week. For free? Yeah. Okay. So we'll be able to watch it then. Yeah, I'll watch it. Yes, I'll watch it then when it's free. <laughs> and then, But also when there is Top Gun. So, I mean, you know how much oh, everybody wow. loves Top Gun. We love Top Gun. Absolutely. And it's a hard one to pick because we talk about Black Panther and Avatar. A lot of that, of course, was you know CGI technology. But a lot of Top Gun was real footage. Oh, absolutely. No, so no it, doubt about it. It's it's hard to choose. Right. I don't Did know. Did I ever tell you the original Top Gun movie? The original? Um, I know the guy that did the can- inside canopy shots in the F-15s. Oh, wow. Yeah, Larry Blanford. Ah, good He's old a Larry. friend of my brother's from the Air Force. They Is that right? Him to do it. He did those. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Did he ever work in any other movies? Yeah, he was the... Then he became... The funny story about this guy. Legendary guy. He becomes... He was... <laughs> my brother went to basic training with him. Was stationed in Crete with him in the wow. Air Force. Nice. <clears throat> Larry became the fastest master sergeant in the Air Force history. Oh my goodness! Because he just found this thing. They were looking for people to start this thing, like to do Air Force like promotional videos and commercials and stuff. He goes, eh, yeah, I'll do that." 
got really good at it, like camera work, and oh, loved wow. it. So it was like, <laughs> had it made doing this kind of stuff, got the offer to do the Top Gun thing, gets out of the service, gets absolutely dirt poor, moved to Hollywood. No. Struggled. Star, literally starved. Wow. 10, 15 years. A buddy and his, a buddy and him invested in a steady cam back in the late 80s, early 90s when there were hardly any in Hollywood. Huh. They just bought it, sold everything you have to buy it, and they rented it out. That's how they survived. Oh, wow. Remember where the steady cam became a sure. thing? And then he got cinematography work. He was the cinematographer on, oh, God. Um, what was that thing, that ride along? What was that movie? I forget what it was. In the 90s? Yes. Or early 2000s. I forget what it was. Ride Along? I forget what it was. But then he did the original Fantastic Four. He was the cinematographer on that. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, so he really worked his way through there. Oh, absolutely. Loaded now. Oh, goodness. He's an amazing guy. <laughs> oh, that's well, that's fun. That's my only Top Gun story I have. <laughs> that's it. It's quite a story. That's, I that's mean, all I have. It was up and down. It was a roller coaster of emotions. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> he's poor. He's rich. He's, he's rich. poor. He's rich. He's poor. Oh, wow. What's going on? <laughs> Wasn't that a movie, Ride Along? Yeah, no, I, I do. I do one remember of those. Yeah, yeah, one of those. Right along, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> somewhere in there. Was that the Jimmy Fallon movie? I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he did one of those. Well, the bottom line, right along two. Yes, maybe right along two. Oh no. <laughs> well, there you go. Now we know. Now, now we know. <laughs> All right. As long as we're on our Hollywood tip, sure. Here we go. Best actor categories. You ready? Did we go for these already? I can't even remember. No, go for it. Uh, Austin Butler, like you had said, Elvis. That's your guy. That's the one that uh, you, you've had him pegged for like six months. Because he was the only movie I saw. <laughs> Colin Farrell for The Banshees of Inishirin. I keep hearing about this movie. I have no idea what it's about. Well, let me see. Hold on. Nobody <laughs> saw it. Yes. It's an indie film. Uh, and uh, very people have heard So the Academy will love it. Okay, good. Right. That's how that works. <laughs> Brendan Fraser and The Whale, we keep hearing about that, too. I guess this is amazing. I would love to see him win that. I haven't seen it, but I heard it's just like the performance of a lifetime. And I've always liked Brendan Fraser. Oh, I, I love felt him. bad. Did he put on the weight on purpose to become this very large guy, or was that like a medical thing? It was a medical thing. Now, in the movie, he's super overweight. So I think a lot of that is like, you know, uh, okay. uh, you know CGI or just right. like some body cast stuff they put on. But he is heavier. now. I mean, remember back in the Mummy movies, he was in great shape. Oh. Huh. But he got like injured doing stunts, and then he medications. He was a like, mess for a while. Yeah, it took him out of Hollywood for a while. So I'm glad to see him back. I've always liked him. Also nominated, some guy named Paul Mescal for something called After Sun. All right, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, on, it's on my list. Ever heard of Bill Nighy? No, I haven't. Actually. For a living, but he looks very old. I see a picture of him as we're talking about it. Well, the movie's called Living. I don't, I don't know, know whether he's is. dying, but it's Living. <laughs> Isn't it amazing? I mean, this is what the Oscars do. They, they they always pick these movies, aside from Elvis and maybe The Whale, because I think some people uh, some people have heard about The Whale. These movies, nobody knows what they are. And there's always some weird theme they go with. Oscar loves fat guys this year. <laughs> it goes to Brendan Fraser for The Whale. That's right. There he is. Maybe he'll win. I don't know. But do you think, and I, I hate to ask this, maybe it's even improper for me to ask it, but do you feel like Austin Butler is like a sentimental favorite now to win the Oscar because Lisa yes. Marie just passed away? Absolutely. I, I, I they, have, they, they have absolutely gone with stuff in the past that's uh, top of people's minds, that's uh, sentimental uh, favorites. Yes. I say yes. Now, to be fair, he did just win the Golden Globe, and he was an ama- did an amazing job in that movie. So he might deserve to win anyway, but maybe it gives him a little extra push. I don't know. But then he'll have to downplay that his whole career. Probably doesn't care, but it's like, oh, you only won because Lisa Marie died. Yeah, and I, man, that would stink. 
Guy did a phenomenal job. If you ever get a chance to see that movie, I think it's on HBO Max, right? It's very good. Uh, I think it is now. I do want to see it. I actually, I never got to see it. I did want to see that one. It's really good. Anyway, <clears throat> so we'll list the uh, Oscar nominations for you if you care at some point. Probably on the morning, not the morning show blog, but on 850wftl.com. Yeah, it'll be out there. In the meantime, finishing up with Hollywood. You may have a new name to think about when you think about Box Office Gold, a new titan at the box office, a must-hire for your new movie. You know who it is? Tom Cruise? No. No. Tom Hanks? No. No. None of those. No. Brad Pitt? No. No. Zoe Saldana. Really? The actress. She is the first actor to have four movies make over $2 billion. Oh, my gosh. Both of the Avatars, original and Avatar The Way of Water. That's made $2 billion It has worldwide, yep. Avengers Infinity War. Oh, that's, that's right, Infinity War, yeah. And Avengers Endgame. Wow, both Avengers movies made over $2 billion. I forgot about so that. So she can walk and stroll into a producer's office and say, would you like to make $2 billion? Hire me. <laughs> Give <laughs> me all the money. Woo, not a bad resume, huh? Right. And then she's got Guardians of the Galaxy 3 coming out this year, so wow. hello. How about that? Not bad for Zoe Saldana. Also... Uh, I guess this is in the same story. James Cameron became the first director to have three films make over two billion. Jeez. Avatar and Titanic. So both Avatars and Titanic. Wow. Well, I mean, you could, man, not to take anything away from the Avatar movies, but two billion dollars back in 1997, 1998, that's a lot of ticket sales. Well, think <laughs> back then, too. Think of how many less... How many fewer theaters there were, fewer, yeah. fewer tickets to be sold in 1997. I mean, the cheaper prices. And, yeah, the cheaper prices, right, factor that in. Wow. I was right. I wonder how many more tickets you sold. I would, I would be interested to see that. If you had the side-by-side, -side, if you saw how many tickets sold to get to $2 billion for right. Titanic versus how many to get there for Avatar 2. Put them side-by, you know, 25 years apart. Adjusted for inflation. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't know. But Pretty that's, uh, successful career for James Cameron, not to mention the Terminator movies, so there's that too. Remember he said, though, he said this uh, new Avatar, The Way of Water, to even have a chance of breaking even has to make at least $2.5 billion. Oh, well, he's almost there. He's almost there. Wow. That's insane. How about that? <laughs> All right, we got more headlines coming up next. A uh, little update for you. Maybe some sports rumors happening with the NFL. Oh. And President Trump, um, a vengeful response to an FBI official getting getting busted for Russia allegations. Of all the things he has put out on Twitter or Truth Social, this one just literally made me laugh out loud. This is the Trumpiest. Yeah. <laughs> and he probably deserves to have that reaction. I don't blame him. It's coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. Diener, did that big voice man just talk about the 850 app? He did, actually. I believe I, that's what I heard. I believe so. You know, on the app, you can find everything that you find on the website, too, including all of the podcasts, all of the news, you can listen live, and you also find the Morning Show blog right there. It's easy to find. I mean, could, could we make it any more convenient for you? It's a steal at twice the price, and the price is free. That's right. <laughs> so that means it's worth... Never mind. I'm uh, not going to get into the uh, math. Too much math. And you can send us messages on there. Yes. Oh, that's right. Forgot about that. We just got one, in fact. Oh, you did? Longtime super listener, BB. Oh. We, we love you, BB. Thanks absolutely. for chiming in. We had asked... I, I'm always perplexed. Does anybody actually care about the Oscars? Here's what BB says. Dean, are you ready? Uh-oh. Scale of 1 to 10 for Oscar interest, minus 20. Well, now we know where BB stands. <laughs> <laughs> so does it, are you telling me, BB, that you want to hear more about Best Picture nominees? <laughs> no? 
We were right on it last segment. <laughs> Mainlining with the audience. Thought I nailed it. I don't know. That's the kind of broadcast excellence you can count on in the morning show. <laughs> wow. Oh, well. You can't actually get this on uh, the morning show blog, though. We have a couple of different things. There's a feel-good story on there. There's a scary story on there. There's a woke story on there. First of all, let's start with this. A wild turkey in Minnesota named Reggie is terrorizing this mobile home community. I mean, how good is that sentence you just said? I mean, honestly, a wild turkey Minnesota named Reggie is terrorizing a mobile home community. Who the hell named it Reggie? <laughs> so you you had time to, to name it. You're that close to it. You can describe it. What do you hear the people here, the neighbors, talking about it? <laughs> and no offense, you animal lovers, and I get it, but nobody's taking Reggie out. I mean, it's getting. it sounds like it's getting really bad. No one's going to do anything about this. No one? Especially when you hear how it, what the kids have to do when they're going to school. Yeah. First, first, his part one. Goes up my stairs and tries to get in my house. When I leave in the car, follows me in my car. It gets on the back of my husband's truck and follows me. It rode to Chipotle with me one time. I have. It went, <laughs> she's driving the truck. Reggie, the, the attack turkey, is in the back, and they're going to Chipotle That's for burrito a, bowls. That gets me every time. I just imagine Reggie, the turkey in the back, be like, hey, don't forget my burrito, would you? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want the salad bowl this time. Give me the burrito. Hey, you get the big bag of chips. <laughs> they go oh on. Gosh. I have to carry my broom and my water bottle and my golf club with me everywhere oh. I go. Like, we can't have people over. We can't have a barbecue. The kids that walk to the bus stop every morning, I have to come out and help them. But now they're smart and they carry sticks. Oh, Lord. How about you get smart and just shoot the thing? <laughs> I'm sorry, but come on. Okay, listen. Here's uh, here's your backpack. Wow. Here's your lunch for school. And uh, here you go. Here you go. <laughs> we want you to take care of Reggie for us. <laughs> just in case you see him on the way. This is... Either they're really patient or they really are that... I mean, you'll see in the video, this thing like it runs down the road. It runs does. Up. You know what I love the most, though? We kind of overlooked... How about that? We can't have a barbecue. Right. So how'd they discover this the first time? They were over there. Yeah, geez, Bob, the lawn's looking great over there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. He attacked the whole community. chasing them inside. <laughs> what is it with this turkey? I, Reggie I, the turkey, man. And I have to feel bad for the kids. They're walking to school. They're looking over the shoulder the whole time. Is, is Reggie behind us? Where's Reggie? Oh, Lord, here he comes. Get your sticks. You know, there's certain regional things like people grew up with, like the Boogeyman, Dropkick Murphy. They had Reggie the turkey. <laughs> They're going to be telling the story of all the time how they were terrorized. And they're going to get to college and say, wait a minute, you didn't have a killer turkey in your neighborhood? Oh, gosh. What are you talking about? I thought we all had that. It happened to us all the time. All right, it's kind of like a wild animal kingdom theme today because also on the morning show blog is the uh, 30-pound iguana that fell on a guy's head during an outdoor yoga class in Miami. That would hurt so bad. I mean, I'm really, imagine it, like a 30-pound piece of meat just falls in your head. And here's the, here's the thing. I mean, I know that they're saying this is because of the cold weather. You know, it goes under 50 and they start dropping from the trees. They don't die, but it was something we know about in South Florida. Yeah. The rest of the country is freaked out by this story, apparently. I thought it was common knowledge. <laughs> but you know what makes it worse about the 30-pound iguana? It's not completely dead yet when it falls. So it's still moving and scratching. Oh, no. You know, it's not like, listen, yeah. a 30-pound coconut would be awful if it fell on your head. That wouldn't be good. But this is just as bad and moving. Oh, no. So what's great about this, <laughs> for our purposes, is that right when the yoga teacher is is explaining a move, and I think she even does a countdown, doesn't she? She does, yeah. Right at the exact moment, 
the worst possible moment when the guy's trying to get into the yoga pose on the mat in the grass, this thing falls down. You can hear it live as it happens. From there, we'll simply roll up. Lift your hips and just hold for one, two, <laughs> one, two, poof. There was one of the soccer moms there. Did you hear? She goes, gross. Thanks a lot, lady. I don't feel bad enough. Right. Instead of helping me, just run away and say, ew. <laughs> ew, gross. He comes up for the next class. Oh, no. Oh, no. Put your oh, mat over there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, might might want to wear a mask over your face there. <laughs> the timing is almost as if the iguana was in the tree and trying to do the exact pose, and then I'm just slipped you. on a branch and went, "Oh, oh God!" I think I think this iguana was maybe trying to get in some yoga, <laughs> and he slipped off the tree. Uh, the dude had some bleeding, like scratch, and his eye swelled up. But the uh, paramedic showed up. He declined emergency medical attention because he was. Embarrassed enough. Oh, this poor guy. He rolled up his yoga mat and he went home. This poor guy. What happened? <laughs> uh, you don't want to know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can do a fight with somebody? No. No. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> 30 pound iguana. <laughs> sure, I did. Sure. <laughs> what a shame. Here's the other thing in the morning show blog to kind of clear out M&M's have done it to themselves. Uh, it's the Mars company, isn't it? Yes. They run M&M's. Yeah, they do that. Well, they're running it into the ground. It was just about a year ago. They keep trying to change the image of this thing. And it was stupid enough at the time when they did it that uh, specifically the female M&Ms were sexist, so they changed them. That was so dumb. Remember when we first had that story? We are like, oh, what, yeah. what are they doing? They're, they're candy-coated chocolates. The green one used to wear knee-high boots, remember? Oh, not anymore. Oh, got sneakers instead. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Brown M&M switch from stilettos to chunkier heels to look more professional, like you know, for the, work, for the, for the M&M workplace. It's all about the chunky heels, Bill. Well, this either didn't didn't work, or the wokesters. Remember, it's never enough. They got to them and said, "It's not, it's it's not enough. They're still too sexist. It ne- it's never enough." So the company sends out, which I thought was a joke at first. They sent out this this tweet in a in a press release yesterday. And honest to God, they meant it. Talking about changes, and they're sorry. What? <laughs> they're cartoon M&M's. They're pieces of candy. So they're either going more woke or just going back to what they were because they realize people have had enough and the brand has taken a hit. So part of the announcement, they said they were surprised at how much backlash the new mascots get. <laughs> which may which may mean that people were like, you're stupid, you're woke, stop it. So maybe that's what it was. I think that's what it was. So they painted themselves into this woke corner. They went too woke. They couldn't go any woker because people hated it. So now they're just taking them away. So part of this long, dumb press release is they're working on giving the characters a fresh, modern look. Oh, nuanced no. personalities. Oh, no. Oh, uh, here we go. We're going to get non-binary M&Ms, aren't yep, we? Yep, that's, that's ex- what's coming. <laughs> that's what's going to That's exactly happen. what I was thinking, too. Oh, jeez. And like I said before, I identify as a Skittle. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's going to happen. Because, I think you're right, talking about different shapes and size M&Ms, suggests they might add some new colors as well. Oh, Lord. Comes the rainbow M&M, I'm just telling you. It's, it's, it's really that important? <laughs> All they had to do was nothing. All they had to do was leave it alone. Right. Leave it alone. One of America's favorite candies. Nope. Couldn't they couldn't resist, could they? It's candy. Nope. These people are maniacs. Everyone involved. Insanity. God. Anyway. Yes. We still didn't get to the Trump reaction to the FBI oh, getting caught right. dealing with Russia, but we'll talk about that next, as well as a feel-good story out of Clearwater. They rescued a dolphin that was trapped in a canal. Oh, this is great. That and more. All coming up next. Uh the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. 
News Talk 850 WFTL, the South Florida Morning Show. Thanks for hanging out with us. Appreciate you so much always being here. We're either on the app, listening live, streaming, whatever it is. We'll take all of you. A little bit of NFL news we were talking about before. Possibly. It's a rumor at this point. But it's it's a big business story because it affects so many different things. The report is Jeff Bezos, you know, Amazon Jeff, might sell the Washington Post to have enough money to put down a down payment to buy the Washington Commanders. Aha! They've been talking about this for a long time. Sounds like it's an easy out for multiple parties. First of all, the NFL would love this because they get rid of Dan Snyder from the Redskins and they could just drop all their own stupid investigations and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. Commanders, formerly Redskins, fans would love any... They'll take anything. Oh, they hate Dan Snyder. They're anything yeah. better than... My He's God. terrible. They would take Osama bin Laden <laughs> as an owner got, of the re, of the commanders over this guy. He's got the money. Go for it. Uh, Bezos wants it because he wants to get closer to the NFL, and he wants to dump the Washington Post. What better? What better way? I believe the story. I mean, well, number one, as far as him becoming an owner, absolutely, because they've been talking about that for years. But then when they're talking about him selling the Washington Post. I believe it. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. I, mean, I don't know what he's going to get for it, but it still has this reputation as one of those. Uh, the the newspaper of record. Yes. Them and the Times. Right. But what's their stupid thing? Was it the democracy dies in the dark or something like that? And yeah. Meanwhile, they're the ones spreading lies day after yeah. day after day. Exactly. Didn't we just see a thing, too, that the Post has lost something like 50,000 subscribers in like two years or something ridiculous like that? Oh, They're it's, online subscribers. It's, it's really ridiculous. bad, yeah. So I don't know who's going to buy it. I have no idea or how much that would be, but maybe it's this guy. Oh! What did Trump truth? How hilarious would that be? <laughs> After Jeez. blasting the Washington Post for all those years. Maybe he would just buy it just so he could run it into the ground. Just close it. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's what they wanted. Do you remember people used to say that before Elon Musk actually bought Twitter? Elon, please buy Twitter to shut it down. And then just just close it up. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of money to spend, though, just to close something. Yeah, exactly. Well, <clears throat> Trump is back on truth with probably the most vitriolic, but I think very much well-deserved comment of all time on social media. Because I think he deserves it. Here's the story that led to it. Let's start with this, first of all. And this is coming from ABC News. Once again, another mainstream news report about something that before they never used to talk about. A high-ranking FBI official has been arrested arrested over his ties to a Russian oligarch. Of course he has. His name is Charles McGonagall. Why is that of particular note? Well, first of all, it's the FBI, and it's a big arrest of one of their own, but also one of the main guys going after Trump over the Russia allegations. Oh, well, how about that? <laughs> Jeez. It's, you mean to tell me, Bill, that one of these guys, a high-ranking Democrat official in the FBI, had something to do with a Russian oligarch? He, so he was doing the thing that he was accusing Trump of? It's always, Weird. always projection. Incredible. His job was high-ranking, too. He was charged of counterintelligence for FBI New York. The allegation wow. here, the charge is he tried to get Oleg Deripaska removed from the U.S. sanctions list. Which, of course, would come with a payment, right? Oh, my goodness. He was arrested Saturday at JFK Airport. At the airport? As he was flying in from overseas travel, charged with sanctions violations. While Here's the important part. While at the FBI, McGonagall supervised and participated in investigations of Russian oligarchs, including this guy and the Trump investigation that led to what we know it led to. You know, I wish I was surprised. I really do. 
It's but still. I'm not, it, I'm not shocked. I mean, it's, they're it's, so dirty. It's still an eyebrow razor, though. To, to, you know what always gets me too, and this is sad, is because ABC was first to report it. Our buddy Aaron Katursky, ABC yeah. News. <laughs> so for them to talk about this stuff, we're so used to them being, you know, left leaning. Then when they actually report on something like this, it's like, whoa, it must be really bad. So here's Trump's uh, yes. response last night as soon as he heard the word, <laughs> the FBI guy, after me for the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. Long before my election as president, was just arrested for taking money from Russia. Russia, Russia. May he rot in hell. (laughs) R-I-H, rot in hell. Jeez. That's a strong one. Was not holding back there. Not at all. And you know what? Totally justified. I'm sorry, it just is. I get it. I mean, you know, he tried to ruin his life over and over and over again with this stuff. So I can't blame him for feeling that way anyway. By the way, speaking of Truth Social, yes, I don't know if you just saw this update. Remember when we were talking yesterday <laughs> about the Nancy Pelosi story? Yep. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, they're um, apparently the word, and this has been percolating a little bit. And now the San Francisco Archdiocese itself, who you would have to go to to order or request an exorcism. Yes, and uh, the reason why I said Truth Social is because they Truth Social just put out a. An alert saying, wait a minute, that exorcism story may not be true. (laughs) So, is there anything the Pelosi's won't lie about? Such a weird thing to lie about, because we talked about it all day yesterday, right? We put it on the Morning Show blog that Nancy Pelosi had this exorcism at her house. All coming her, from her daughter. Her daughter, She right. gave an interview talking about the exorcism. Exactly. They did it after, you know, the so-called hammer attack from that weirdo, and so they want, <laughs> she felt bad, so she had this priest come in from the, you know, Archdiocese of San Francisco to do this exorcism in the house and rid of all evil spirits and bad juju, and now it, they're lying about it? I need somebody needs to go to the Archdiocese of San Francisco to get the word about this because that's the weirdest thing I've, I've probably ever heard of. Why would you make something like that up? First the, of all, that you would talk about it and then lie about it. I mean, the Archdiocese of San Francisco is saying it's not true, like just flat out, completely made up story. It maybe, never happened. Maybe they hired a private exorcist. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like an Ed and Lorraine Warren type of thing. I, I don't know. I don't know what is going on there, but now you have the Archdiocese of San Francisco saying we didn't send any exorcists. I would to tend the to believe household. them too. By the way, I would think so. I mean, I don't think they're gonna, you know, lie and slander Nancy Pelosi. I would love to slander Nancy Pelosi, but I don't think the Archdiocese of San Francisco is going to. Um, I'm trying to see if they're. Tw- uh, see if they're saying anything. Yeah, just stories are popping up now that really? they're denying it. What a weird It's thing. all coming out now. I'd watch this story, too, because if they just... What are you trying to cover if you're lying about an exorcism? Right. <laughs> I mean, what else is going on there? It's going to coincide with, like, well, the neighbors did hear screams from the house. Oh, my gosh. It has to be the most elaborate cover of all time. What was going on that night around Thanksgiving that they had to say there was an exorcism? I don't know. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> this is this is a weird one, man. I don't know. Wow. So, we'll see. All I know is all, all we know is that Nancy Pelosi's daughter said they had an exorcism, and now the Archdiocese of San Francisco is saying never happened. <laughs> Why are you lying about that? I can't wait. I love it. <laughs> I love that. I love that kind of stuff. They can't stop lying. They just can't. All right. After all that, we do have a feel-good story for you. And it's actually kind of sort of local. It's within the state. And it's once again 
an animal story. But this time, it was a group of rescue groups that, that banded together in Clearwater. And they helped out a dolphin that actually was trapped in a, in a, I guess it was like a canal or a creek. And it couldn't, like, manage its way back to the ocean. So, they all got together and they formed a human chain to help it out. To get it out of the creek. It was in there for more than like two weeks. They formed the human chain to kind of like funnel the dolphin to show it so it couldn't turn around again. That way to the ocean. Turn that way. Amazing. Flipper. Go that way. Yes. So this is them talking about the story, which is actually pretty awesome. Looked like the dolphin was in pretty good shape. Didn't look like he was having issues. It's just long term, it's not great to have a dolphin in such a small area. So we decided we were going to encourage it out of that area and get it moving. There was about 25 to 28 of us in the water, and our main goal was just to create a straight line across from us. So we were shoulder to shoulder, no gaps. We didn't want any gaps to let the animal see an opportunity to pass us. We all moved at a steady pace. We didn't want to see anyone attempting to feed or chase because it was detrimental to their health. Well, they did it! Dolphin yeah. went free. What if the Yay. dolphin was like, I kind of wanted to be in the creek? He's <laughs> like, I, I meant to be here, guys. Why are you kicking me out? Oh, it's going to be fine. I was looking for property. What's your problem? <laughs> no, that's great. That's good People come together and they did a really nice job. Get it done. Very cool. Coming up next, things we didn't get to. We call it the kitchen drawer segment. We'll have a couple of headlines, but then we'll get to stuff that got caught in our filter that we ran out of time on before, including this. Is it healthy to organize your DNA, prints, dental records in case you go missing? It's a new trend. In case I go missing, here's all my stuff. Uh, it seems like post-pandemic paranoia to me. That's Yeah, that's a little extreme, I think. Do more Americans know their horoscope sign than their blood type? I think the answer is yes. I think the, well, the answer is yes, actually. But the, the question is why. Hmm. And we've been calculating our birthday all wrong every single year. Don't tell me this. You're a year older than you thought no. you were. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. going to be so confused. I know. It's already confusing. <laughs> it's coming up next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. The South Florida Morning Show. News Talk 850 WFTL on the app, too. Listening live. You can find the uh, Morning Show blog on there as well. We uh, In the break there, we had a couple of free minutes, and we kind of researched more. And, yeah, it's true. The San Francisco Diocese, they have a director of media communications, by the way. That's oh. how big they are out there. Wow. Big, uh, impressive. Big Catholic market. Yeah, I guess. They are completely and totally denying the Nancy Pelosi exorcism story at her house. What a strange twist. They huh? said we know of no such exorcism that came out of our office. Maybe they fly, flew in somebody from the Vatican. Maybe, I, I guess. I mean, it's possible that they would have flown in the, you know, an out of town priest, but if it happened, it wasn't from the San Francisco Diocese. Nope. They know of no of their exorcists. Does each like diocese have to have an exorcist on staff? I think so. I think that's how it works. <laughs> I believe so. I mean, I don't know how you could uh, see. Did, did she go over the head of the bishop of the San Francisco Archdiocese? I don't know. Did she go straight to the Vatican? Her Vatican sources to get an exorcist from there? It might have been something completely different. They're trying to cover for something. What Maybe. if, they, what if they, they had a witness and they need to they cover, come up with a cover story? There's some kind of funky satanic ritual going on. It's possible. Because the daughter comes out, and this is where it came from. The daughter of Nancy Pelosi gave this story to the New York Times. They published it last weekend saying that they, they, they ordered an exorcism for the house after, you know, Paul Pelosi was allegedly attacked. And this by was the, by the David Patap weirdo. And the, the, yeah, this was unsolicited. I mean, no, no one just, asked her just about it. Just the story it. just came out. Yeah. All right, that's weird too. Man. Something funky going on. Yeah, here. there is. I mean, why lie about that? Why create a story like that that you had an exorcism when 
Apparently that never happened. Again, the only way this would happen, because you can't get a private exorcist, the only person to ever <laughs> to be a private exorcist. A PE? You can't do it. Can't do it. <laughs> Not allowed. There was one man. You remember Stephen Diener, private exorcist. How you doing? <laughs> it's, it's, on my, it's on my business card. Remember uh, the uh, the Conjuring movies? Oh, well, I got through one. It's your fault. Yeah, I know. Man, those are freaky movies. That thing jumped off that chest of drawers, man. Ooh, boy. Freaky. But Ed Warren, who's you know, who's a real guy, that's who the movie's about, is, is him and his wife, and they were, you know, exploits in the seventies and the eighties as supernatural paranormal investigators. That's right. He was the only person non ordained yep. to be an exorcist. You know, from the Vatican actually said, Okay, you're in it you can be an exorcist. Like you got enough experience. Because the Vatican was like, Yeah, you do it. Yeah, exactly. We don't have enough recruits. You're dealing with all the freaky stuff. Might as well be an exorcist. So, they were the ones, by the way, that that investigated the Amityville Horror House, too. That's right. Not just the Annabelle stuff. Yeah. Man, they, they investigated a lot. So he's the only person who's not a priest in the history of the Catholic Church to be ordained to be an exorcist. Otherwise, it has to be a priest. And Ed Warren is dead, so he couldn't have done it. We need to get to the bottom of this. Who performed the exorcism at Nancy Pelosi's house if the, if the church doesn't know about it? If it was, if they even had one. What else was going on? Why would they? What? <laughs> Let me put it this way. How bad could something be? I know. That your excuse for that horrible thing was, oh, no, that was just the exorcism we had. <laughs> I what, mean, what, what kind of what? sight or sound could be so horrific that the, thing, the only plausible explanation was, oh, well, that was an exorcism. <laughs> <laughs> and we do that every year around Thanksgiving. <laughs> That's oh, right. It was right before Thanksgiving, yes. too. Oh, what else was happening? I don't I, don't think I want to know. I do want to know. I take that back. I'm not sure we're ever going to find out or really hear anything else oh, about we'll this. We'll find book. out, all right. It's strange. I want a documentary on this. <laughs> all right, here's the here's the kitchen drawer segment. Yes, please. We didn't get to this stuff before, but we need answers. I think this is paranoia gone way too far, even though it's not a bad idea. But who thinks about this kind of stuff? Is it healthy to follow this social media trend? It's called, in case I go missing. Oh, Lord. <laughs> a binder you put together. Now, it's good preparation. It just is. I just think it's unhealthy to be this consumed with it. Um, if you become a subject of a missing person case. Wow. This is what you put together. Your DNA, which you can get. Okay. Prints and dental records. Oh, geez. Is it's... that healthy to think about that and have it there? I mean, People I... make funeral um... plans. Yeah, I mean, I think like you said, it, it's good to be prepared for things, but you don't want to dwell on something like that. Photos of tattoos, scars, birthmarks, anything that would help the cops find you in case you go missing. Oh, geez. Medical history and blood type. So someone goes missing, be like, hey, uh, your buddy, or they have a, in case you go missing folder by any chance? You're out there, doing, you know, weeding, and you're like, I don't know, the folder's in the office. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I wonder if this became a thing after the uh, Gabby um, uh, Petito case. Uh, I wonder may if that have. heightened it. Yes. Uh, they, they say one of the main psychological reasons is all these Netflix miniseries people yeah, are watching. I can see that too. Dahmer stuff. Speaking of blood type, answer yes. me this question. Yes. Does it make sense that more Americans would know their horoscope sign than their blood type? Absolutely. Me too. I think so too. It was a survey by Quest Diagnostics, which, you know, they're they're that's what they do. Yeah. They take blood and they do... <laughs> Only 51% of Americans say they know their blood type. I don't know mine. 66% know their horoscope sign. I, I know my sign. So I fall into that category. Isn't that terrible? No, I think it's kind of common. Well, it may be terrible, but it's common. <laughs> there are only eight blood type possibilities. Two-thirds of people are one of two. Uh, hmm. A positive or O positive? 
Now, O, isn't that the universal sign? Like, you, you want to have O blood, I right? I think that's the one they can put in anybody. Right. Do not rely on us for two things, football <laughs> picks or medical information. We're just literally thinking out loud that's right now. Right. We're trying to remember things. We're spitballing here. I think it's O positive is universal. Yes, I think you're right. Right? And, it's, and to make it even more confusing for me with my birthday being June 21st, I fall right at the end of... Uh, is it end of Cancer and then Gemini. Like it's like Cancer oh. and Gemini are the same day. You're on the cusp. Yes. So I'm not even sure what my sign is. That's weird. I know. So you're like <laughs> on the cusp of O positive and A negative. I don't know where I am. <laughs> I don't know who I am. Well, that doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> and then there's this. Once again, another awful thing from TikTok. Oh boy. People are freaking out because they're realizing we've been calculating our birthdays all wrong. Speaking of birthdays. Oh no. Good segue. Yes. When you turn a certain age. Oh no, this is this is like uh, Y2K. Oh God. <laughs> you're not actually starting that age, you're finishing it. Oh no, not this again. <laughs> no, no, this hurts my brain. So if you just turn 39, you're actually in your 40th year. So you'd say you're 40. Wasn't this the, what country was doing this? Remember they had three different ages? Was I, it Japan? I think it was Korea. Korea it was South Korea. They had three different ages, and yes. you could pick one. Yes, it was. It was, and this was this type of nonsense that they go to. <laughs> Come on. So if you turn, yeah, if you turn thirty-nine, you've just finished your thirty-ninth year. You're oh, really forty. You I should can't. tell people you're forty. You've been lying. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, can't they figure out one where it's like less age? How about this? You just go by math. If you're born in 1982 and it's 2022, you're 40. Because 40 plus 82 would be the 2022 if you keep going. Too many numbers. I mean, come on. Speaking of numbers, when do we have to get out of here? One more minute. Oh, or, God, no. I don't have anything. <laughs> That's it. Let's go. Think of something. Oscar nominations. No. Let's <laughs> just get out. People hate that. Let's go. All right. Well, listen. <laughs> Join us tomorrow. We will have uh, the latest on all the headlines. We'll ob obviously have that. Got a little Powerball uh, preview for you because that's a massive lo lottery jackpot coming up, too, and all the other stuff you need to know. So, oh, and I'll mention real quick, too, yes. since we still have time. Jen is coming back three weeks from today. Three weeks from today. In case you missed the breaking news, she's coming back February 7th. She's going to be back here on the morning show, the return of Jennifer Ross. It's uh, happening. It was our big feel-good story three weeks from today, so that's awesome. Huge. All right, cool. So that's all coming up, and we will see you tomorrow. Thanks for hanging out.